Welcome to Nerds of the Square Circle. We are your hosts. I am Starf Chris. And this is Sam Kiss. And this is episode 60. 60? 60. Wow. Yeah, I know. We're moving on up. Mm-hmm. Many, how many episodes of podcast? What is like the longest running podcast that no you idea. listen to? Do you keep track of any of that kind Not of thing? Not at all. I have no idea. Chris Jericho is one of the most prolific ones because he puts out one like a, twice Two, a week. Twice a week, I think. And I have no idea how many... Or even on his. Let's go ahead. In perspective, like the Someone Nerdy Radio, which I also co-host, uh-huh. is only on episode like thirty-eight. Oh wow! Okay. So, yeah, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, we got a bunch of new listeners for some strange reason. Now it's almost like WrestleMania happened. And we yeah. passed out a shit ton of flyers. Talked to a lot of people. Talked to a lot of people, and we only found like two or three flyers on the ground. I know. Don't you love it when yeah. you pass out like hundreds and hundreds of paper and only a couple of them? Which maybe I'm, maybe they were conscientious and they threw them. Threw them in the trash, which is fine. I'd rather you do. But that. we got a lot of downloads, so I think I yeah, guess well, people were interested. So we got a lot more downloads, so that means there's a lot of new people listening to us. I am Snarf Chris. I am the co-host with Sam over here. We do a weekly show that comes out every single Friday. Most Except of the time, Except last, last week and this week, <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about wrestling. We talk about all wrestling, so independent wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, WWE. Uh, we also do predictions for all the pay per views for Ring of Honor. Sometimes New Japan, sometimes Ring of Honor. Definitely for WWE. Definitely for WWE. No, so we have, we're developing a very split audience of people who only want to listen to us talk about indie stuff, and a lot of people that get very upset when we talk about anything that's not wwe man that was a email that we got three weeks ago now now yeah. so god wrestling was already so long ago <laughs> and it wasn't but it wasn't it's it's crazy crazy i mean i was busy this week so yeah let's getting... go ahead and get that out of the way lose will record every wednesday and a podcast releases on friday um the week of wrestlemania we couldn't record because you were going out of town to get married to get married so congratulations sir thank you very much it You're was married. fun. I've, I've been, been married yeah, for a while. Know, it's it, so it, 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 it's nice when you marry someone that you're both kind of like, I guess I guess we I should guess do we that. should just do this. <laughs> I mean, my wife just went and brought a ring for herself and told me wow. that we were engaged. Yeah. This is like five years of us being together now. The ring I got actually doesn't fit. Nice. <laughs> so I've got to go resize it. But. So that's why we didn't record last week. And this week you just got back in town. So I we just got back. Re- we couldn't record. So we're releasing this podcast a little late. But it's WrestleMania. I, I, uh, I was at Orlando WrestleMania last year for WrestleMania 33. And I would be interested in content released now about that. Just because this is, we talk about this often enough. I'm going to just keep repeating myself though is that there's something fascinating about talking about wrestling. And I don't know if it has to do with the fact that it's still such a leopard kind of like it, it it's a it's the redheaded stepchild. People don't like to talk about it. You either are into wrestling or you're not. You're never gonna be able to casually talk about wrestling to someone who's not a fan. But that's the weirdness of WrestleMania because I have tons of friends that I've like tried to talk about wrestling to. Yeah. Or I know for a fact they're not into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then on Monday, the Monday after WrestleMania, I get a bunch of messages like, oh, where were you sitting at WrestleMania? I see that you were there that weekend. And I'm like, I didn't go to WrestleMania. It's like, well, I did. <laughs> like, why? You spent thousands of dollars to go to WrestleMania because they were sitting right behind the announcers. Oh, wow. I was like, why, Good would you, why would you do that? I was like, well, I don't know. WrestleMania was in town, so why not? I feel like I'd be distracted trying to see michael cole's script and listening nice. to what they were talking about you though. would be that but somebody I that doesn't watch wrestling but somebody who doesn't know no yeah that's true the but but also it's just 
any I like listening to anybody talk about wrestling. And I'm a I'm a big mark for any wrestling podcast or any wrestling show, including our own. I think we have a pretty good one. So and, and but and go but ahead and put I, that into the new people that are listening. We are we 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 try really hard not to be like other podcasts that are just really down on the product. We yeah. are fans first, mm-hmm. and we critique, but we're, we don't yeah. shit on the product. If, all some, the time. if I don't like something, I don't like. But I, yeah. but I think you can tell that we like the shows. I don't understand that the fascination with people only talking negative. Like it, it always comes off. I know that anyone who's talking negative, they are a fan. They mm-hmm. have positive things to say. They just don't say them. <laughs> uh, so we try to voice. We're the voice of the happy voiceless. I guess. I guess. That's something like that. That nah, doesn't have a good ring to it. That would never be a t-shirt. Um, but definitely everybody we did meet and everybody we got to talk to that was around us that we passed out cards to. Thank mm-hmm. you for... Uh, yes, thank you to everybody that, that we, we interacted with. All the yeah. promotions. Yeah, really um, cool. We went to a lot of shows. We went to okay, a lot so of let's shows. See, I, we, there was uh, Wildcat Sports from On New Thursday Orleans, night. Thursday, followed by the WrestleCon Super Show. Then Crash Lucha Libre, Revolution Pro, the WWN Super Show on friday then progress on saturday followed by ring of honor super card of honor and just a little bit of kaiju and just a little bit of kaiju we'll talk about that and then wrestlemania and then i was at monday night raw and tuesday night smackdown live as well it's so much wrestling that's too much wrestling so this is the first time since you walked into my house today mm-hmm. that i've really got to sit down and talk about wrestling and we've been talking Probably almost an hour. But that's what's so crazy. Just that, about wrestling it's like before it's, we even record it. So I don't know how many people. I mean, I've, this is my seventh WrestleMania that I've been to in person, and they keep adding more and more shows. And when you go, you just the way I look at it is it's it's like a it's a festival. It's a wrestling festival. You you see is try to absorb as much wrestling as you possibly can because there's wrestling from all over the world: Japan, Mexico, um, British Strong Style, WWE, NXT, all the indie, every indie promotion you can think of is in town. So you do all of it, and then you take off so much time just to absorb it that then you have to go back to the real world. In addition to the fact that it's such a surge, you almost need to take a few days just to absorb and process everything that happened. I took two weeks. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, that's what I'm saying is that it still feels like it's too much for me to really process, and it was a couple weeks ago. Well, every time I see like a video or somebody shows me a video or I'm on Twitter or something like that and somebody's talking about it, and I look at the match, and I'm like, oh, I was there. Yeah. Like, and I forget. Because you haven't been to as many shows. Is that, is that, is that it, Was it weird to see that kind of level of athleticism so, or the, the popularity of the things because you've been to a few wildcat shows and they'll bring in a few outside indie stars but it's mostly their homegrown guys the whole time and then we went to a couple of wwe shows so it's the first time you've had that influx of so many different guys so many different styles all kind of happening all at once so i mean i talk about it on this podcast uh, all the time my favorite promotion is new japan and by mm-hmm. proxy ring of honor not by proxy cmll though not really. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's really weird, huh? Yeah. I do like them, but yeah. but I got to see like some of my favorite New Japan guys mm-hmm. that I never thought I was ever going to be able to see. Some of them I saw more than once. It's so crazy. Well, because I work with the Wildcat promotion that I got to meet Hiroshi Tanahashi and Minoru Suzuki, who I don't want to hurt his gimmick or anything, but he was the nicest person I think I've ever met in my so life. So this as whole entire weekend, wrestler. this whole entire weekend ruined his whole entire image. Yeah, because everyone's seen he's so, so much nice things. Because he had a match with uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah, on uh, Thursday night, and he hugged Matt after the match. No, and I'm yeah. like, don't do that. You should have kicked him in his nuts. Well, he's not in Japan. So. I know, it's fine. Well, but, so I was watching. It was the this at the the WrestleCon Super Show. There was a big six man tag where I guess. 
because I've been so wrapped up and I didn't even realize that he wasn't announced to be at the show. So when he came out, the whole crowd popped really huge. The Suzuki was there. And someone turned to me and was like, why are the, why is everyone freaking out that these, about just the Japanese guys? Why are they, like every time someone from Japan came out, whether it was Ishii or Hiroshi Tanahashi, the audience freaked out like an explosion of noise. And it was palpable because a lot of guys got really big pops. It just wasn't at the level, and they were all pretty even. Was like, why are these guys from Japan getting such big classes? Because they're from Japan. Not because people like Japanese guys, because they wrestle almost exclusively in Japan, so they never come here. So you go to the show, and you get to see wrestlers that you never would have been able to see unless you took a flight to Tokyo. You know, And that's pretty crazy to see all of them all merging together. You know, On, on the same show where Joey Ryan fought Jerry the King Lawler. You know, it's and just a crazy weekend. And even for us, it's a little bit different. We're from here. Yeah. We, we live here. So yeah. not only did we get to go to WrestleMania and see all these Japan wrestlers that we never get to see, we get to see them in their own town. Yeah. I mean, the Wildcat show, I think, as the New Orleans brand show, representing New Orleans, mm-hmm. there were a couple of other Louisiana-based guys, but they don't really matter. The Wildcat, Wildcat, they really, and I'm not saying that, I'm truly not trying to be biased. I say that all the time is that it, they really are the better product they, mm-hmm. they they're very consistent and all of the the fuss about the athletic commission and everyone needing licensing and blood work and things like that that all went through wildcat because they mm-hmm. had the licensing so luke hawks was like running around like a chicken with his head cut off because he just had because he was like the guy that everyone was coming to with questions about any issues they were having he was not running the whole weekend but he was getting blown up the whole time because of you know, all the issues and whether or not people, whether or not they were going to be there, whether or not people need to worry about being fined, about doing things that they were going to you just not do them. There were a few matches where there were guys that had signature moves that they couldn't do because they didn't want to get fined about it. You know, I thought that they delivered just as well as anybody else on the show. They also, he worked with uh, his son PJ at the Ring of Honor show too, yeah, which we, was really cool. We both popped for that. Yeah. So uh, Luke's music is very... Luke. Yes, and, very much. If you don't know, look up Luke Hawks. Yeah, um, Luke Hawks is the, the guy that owns uh, Wildcat Wrestling, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, and it's our local promotion. We don't talk about him a lot because he's such a, um, I don't want to say a southern boy, but he's he, he's the kind of guy that you don't want to rub the wrong way. He's a tough guy. Go look, just look up and just YouTube Luke Hawks and you'll see what, what we're talking about. So his music popped on the pre-show of Ring of Honor. Yeah. And we we both kind of lost our mind a little. I bit, know. So well, it was one of the only, was the only shows that he was on that I didn't realize he was going to be mm-hmm. be there. Like, are you? I'm still tired from the show from the weekend. Do you think that it's excessive for any? Should we not have done what we did? Was that too much of an endeavor? So we went to I okay I went to seven shows, mm-hmm. seven or six shows, seven or six shows, and I didn't want it to end. Yeah. You know, you keep the momentum, the perpetual going. So I, that, didn't, I didn't go to WrestleMania. Yeah. And I like I'm sitting there watching WrestleMania on my couch, which I, I chose not to go to WrestleMania. I wanted to watch it with my wife. She, she just, just had, had a baby. She just had a baby. Yeah, so yeah. and then I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, man, it'd been really cool to be in the building right now. Mm-hmm. And by the end of WrestleMania, I was really glad I didn't go. But so. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is that is that like I said, like the first weekend, I got to meet so many guys I'd never thought I'd get a chance to meet, interact, see so many matches that by the time wrestlemania happened i kind of felt like man i don't even know if i need to like if i don't go it feels like you know, i'm good you're not missing anything like i feel like i could quit watching wrestling now and never be upset about anything ever again because i've just i've, I've i feel like i've already meet my maximum amount of absorption of wrestling <laughs> like nice. i don't want to say but i mean i never will I love you know but it's 
it's just it's so much it's such a like imagine because because also wwe has really pilfered the indie independent scene they've signed so many independent wrestling stars and then now ring of honor has signed so many of the other bigger stars to exclusive contracts that they can't go to other shows that uh that all the top indie talent are even more desirable because they're such big draws that i'd say you know like guys like will osprey matt riddle keith lee jeff cobb Zack saber jr they wrestled you know eight or nine shows so imagine going to as many shows as you did all weekend having to you know travel from this show and then the second is over cut across town go to another show then when it's over cut across but then also while you're at it you know wrestle a match match. yeah and just do that all weekend it's just it's insane it was insane okay so friday friday we went we got there early friday because uh-huh. we wanted to go to the uh, merch store for WWE. The WWE uh, Access. How how was that? Did you like it's that? It's really cool. It, yeah. It kind of bummed me out because I, I wish we would have went to Access now. Just Because from the uh, gift shop, you can see all of Access behind this big wall. So you can be, see their cages and elimination yeah. chamber and stuff like that. You can go inside the chamber. They have a little entrance thing where you can recreate the entrance. I did the the odd, the commentary thing where you they'll play a match and you can... Cl- record yourself doing commentary on the matchup but then when i got my copy of it it was like they messed it up where my audio and and my brother and somebody else's audio were like mixed over each other that sucks so not a not a great advertisement and then i've waited for like two hours in line to meet you know whoever because it'll be a four-hour session so the first thing actually wrestling wise happened to us is i'm on the phone with my wife oh i forgot her, about the yeah, yeah, yeah telling her we just got into town and we just parked a car and we just got to the convention center and i literally almost run directly into elias with his guitar yeah as we're passing so they have the big lineup to meet elias there's a like what is the big line for and then you turn left and almost i ran almost right into, into elias. yeah yeah yeah, one of the security guards didn't really. So while I'm on the phone with them. my wife, like the crowd loses their mind. I was like, "There's Elias. He's playing a guitar right in front of me." Got to so, go. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first thing I got to experience for WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. We got to go to the super, I mean the, the the gift shop and everything like that. See access, and then we went to the Crash Lucha show, which was great. Great. And the highlight of it, we had a bunch of great matches. I but the highlight of it for me was the LWO. LWO. Well, La Parca in particular. La Parca yeah. was there. So I mean, they wrestle in, in Crash right, all right, the right. time. But again, that's what I'm saying. But they don't they don't come to New Orleans very no. often. So you get to see all of them together. And got to see Basia, say, 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 mm-hmm. and fight uh, his psychosis. dad. Psychosis. Psychosis and all mm-hmm. those guys, yeah. Oh, so crazy. Yeah, it's kind of cool. He, but Basia was on the Wildcat show, too. It was that... Sh- that I know that you didn't go to the Wildcat mm-hmm. show. Because you were trying to prep for two days of nonstop wrestling as well. But the... It's crazy because we also were trying to record while we were there the whole weekend. So, yeah, that is So, we did talk about this show, but we realized that we didn't actually talk about it because it was useless. So, we sat down two or three times. One time we recorded in the car, actually. uh, And we were going to edit that together for a podcast for last week. It was all trash. Which is why this is so late if if, if you're not putting that together. Is that We we did a lot of content, but it was all unusable. So, we had to redo it. So, uh, from Crash Lucha, we went to Rev Pro, which is that same building, but it was just a couple hours later. And I got to see Ishii yeah. have an awesome match with Zack Sabre Jr. My boy Zack Sabre Jr. Which was one of the, if you look at any lists for the weekend, it's one of the match, best matches of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Despite so, uh, being heckled very heavily in our section by a guy that did not care for Zack Sabre Jr. At all. 
at which, all. Which I hope is listening to the uh, the podcast. Yes, we did. We did talk to him. He was a very nice guy. Him very nice wife. guy. Um, but he, a lot of people around us did not find his complete obliteration of respect <laughs> towards Zack Sabre Jr. He, <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. yelled at him several yeah, times. Like, flipped him off and yelled at him. If you go him. rewatch it, he flips off somebody like a few times in the match. That's right at us. And if the, the guy right next is to pointing us. At, it's pointing right at us. Okay, so we might even be on the thing, yeah. So Did that take you out of the match? See, we talked about this right when it happened, but like that stuff doesn't bother me. Like, at all. Like, I'm so... I've zoned so many things out around me. When you're re-watching a match, though, it's different when you're watching it in person, I guess. It's not for me. I If, if, if an entire audience is booing someone, it's hard for me to keep the momentum mm-hmm. of, no, don't boo him, kind of thing. Which is why they cut Roman a break, is that there's a very... They argue it's a vocal minority mm-hmm. that carries the weight of the rest of the crowd. Even though I was at it's WrestleMania not. 34, and I was like, "Well, that's a very big minority." <laughs> uh, but so when you're at a show and someone's heckling someone, you—it's the same as like at any like a comedy show. So it's like, even you know, if the guy's listening, I don't—I don't really care. It—it it was fine at first. Well, yeah, but then the match was 30 minutes, I think. Yeah, somewhere like around that. there. He did it the whole time. He did it the whole show. Minutes. Yeah, I know. Which was been fine if it was every once in a while, but it was like every five well, seconds. I also love Zack Saber Jr., so I, just, I also I disagreed really with Zack Saber well. Jr. But even but, if I hated the guy, it would be a little excessive. I like Zack Saber Jr. a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like all his matches I saw him for the weekend were awesome. Yeah, Ishii is one, Ishii's of my one of my favorite guys Japanese too, yeah. guys. So, but and he won. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting that he won. He won the. Why are you so shocked about that? Because do you think it, title matches aren't so going to happen because it's on the road? So I keep going through the the whole Ring of Honor, WWE type mindset when I was watching some of these shows. So I'm like, well, there's going to be no title belts changes because why would there be? Because it's in New Orleans at a house show. But then I they keep, record. But a lot I can remember all this was on their network. Yeah. So, you know the Red you don't Pro, think you about can, that. I don't. That way, I don't think about it now. So this was a pay per view basically for all these companies that were yeah. watching. Um, so of course they would have title changes. Exactly. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't they? Title change, you know. It, it's but like when, like a lot of people love the ring, the the Rock Hulk Hogan match. But the argument about that match is that if you watch that match on mute, it's terrible. That the the emotional connection you have is how strong the audience is taken with the fact that they're seeing their childhood hero Hulk Hogan fight fight their current hero The Rock, and that emotion translates through the screen where you're watching and you get swept up with the crowd being so caught up with everything that's happening but that is a case in point of the crowd kind of dictating the flow of a match like how much does it depend on who's wrestling in the match or like what kind of match it is like if you watched a young buck match where nobody yelled super kick every time they super kicked would it be as strong of a show as if it's not when you watch the pwg shows and the whole audience is going crazy for the whole thing or you're watching the nxt takeover show and the whole audience is so invested in it audibly is that what's making the show better than other shows or is it just happenstance and that doesn't really affect how you feel about it either way i'm you know me well enough i know you don't say anything during shows typically even and nothing around me really influences how i am feeling yeah ever I mean, yeah. I'm not just talking about wrestling. You're unaffected. Yeah. I'm unaffected by, like, the building can be burning right next to me, and I'm if I have some place to go, it's not really going to bother me. But I also know that you, you're you a smart guy that knows that while that is a strong character trait of yourself... It's a terrible it's, wrestling fan. That Well, not just that, yeah, it, but that it's also an unusual trait, that not most people aren't like that. No, no. I 
have learned the ability a long time ago to turn off my brain. Yeah. Like, and that's... I have a very big problem with that. Yeah, you really do. (laughs) So it's something I'm able to do. So whenever something... No matter what's going on around it, because it happened a few times over the weekend, you know, somebody yeah. heckling or somebody... And then the guy, there was a guy during that same, that Zack Sabre, he was chanting, I want my a refund, basically, and a passive-aggressive chant towards the other guy who was heckling, saying that... Is that he, what was happening? That's what he was doing. Oh, okay. I don't know if you registered that, that he was, he-, he was basically saying, you ruined the show for me, because you were heckling the whole time. But the same way, if you go to a comedy show and some, and everyone's... You go to a comedy show to laugh, and so if a guy's heckling the guy and you're not laughing, it's a waste, of, I guess, of uh, experience because you went there for a very specific experience and it didn't happen. But I just feel like, like, do you go to wrestling shows with the expectation or the desire to get caught up with that, or do you go just to watch the wrestling match? I mean, you've just answered that. You just go to watch the wrestling. I went to watch yeah, the wrestling yeah. match. But does that like, matter watching like, it in person? Because I think of it when you, the, the beauty of going to see it in person is that you can get up caught up in the audience and the emotional experience with everybody else for good or for bad. Yeah. You know, I was at the Raw last year where Roman got booed for 15 straight minutes without saying a word. Right. And that was amazing. Right. Even though it was a flood of negative. I was also at the, the Raw where uh, all the yes chants, the first yes chant, the one where Lesnar came back for the first time, and everyone was just yes chanting the whole night. The first, the first real night of yes. I mean, the, I guess the yes thing. He had been doing the yes thing for a few months, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, in early 2012. But that show, it was like it was hijacked. They've been talking about that. You know, they they have a whole WWE Network special about the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, and they always talk about it like as Bizarro World, but. It's almost like WWE, a lot of places are at war with their fans where the idea of, like, you say that it doesn't matter, but then if you're watching a show and the good guy is supposed to be cheered and you hear everyone booing, that kind of contradicts what's going on. But if you could, if you can just ignore it, then it's fine. But then they act like if a guy is, if the audience is dead during a match where they're not saying anything, would you say that they're failing as a, as a performer? Oh, no. I've said it on this podcast before. Is everybody acted... Like yeah. I do at wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling probably wouldn't be a thing. I know. <laughs> so It's weird because uh, my wife doesn't is very shy and doesn't talk a lot. So when we go to wrestling shows, it's mostly just me chatting and she listens. Mm. My brother gets very invested like you where he just watches. And I just find myself, then when I started going to shows with you, I'm like, can I find someone that will actually well, talk to like I mean, during the show? We say all that. I was really into progress on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And I was really into the Ring of Honor show. Yeah. On Saturday night. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it took me a while, I guess, to warm up and to really acclimate to it. it and yeah. get a it took a couple it. days, yeah. Um, this weekend is also, I, and I guess I'm way behind on this guy. Today was, uh, this that weekend was the first time I've ever seen David Starr. Yeah, how did which, you not know about David Starr? I've heard get his name. Get into your name. British wrestling, Chris. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, because I need more stuff to watch. Cause yeah, now, exactly, I, right? Like, I'm so addicted to progress now. But you liked Marty Scurll and you liked Will Ospreay. And yeah. You knew about, you yeah, knew yeah, about yeah. all the guys I that knew, are in New Japan. I knew Japan. about a bunch of the uh, the progress guys. Because yeah. I, I mean, um, Jeff Cobb, which I've seen quite a few times. Well, Evolve, too. Like, yeah, Evolve you know, and stuff uh, like that. You did Matt Riddle. Matt mm-hmm. Riddle stole the weekend, arguably. he. I mean, out, out of the indie guys, the guys that weren't at like the NXT shows. Now, and stuff uh, like that, he had a lot of great my matches. favorite match for the whole entire weekend was Will Ospreay and Matt Riddle. That was so which now is so weird. Is that it has a lot to do with the fact that Will Ospreay got injured? So for New one Japan thing, show. I didn't like the okay. So in he got hurt at New Japan show about two weeks before Will Ospreay WrestleMania. Did. Will Ospreay, yeah, he fell on his head. 
yeah, essentially. Yeah, from Marty Scroll. They did yeah. like a Spanish fly, I think. He was going for a Spanish fly, and then he hooked his head. He messed it up on the apron. So he caught his neck and kind of folded up and busted. It looked bad. His eye. It looked really bad. Yeah, it looks really, really bad. Well, they thought, I mean, you could argue it was a work, but I don't think it was. It wasn't was a gonna, work. That he was going to miss WrestleMania weekend. He, and had, he got was booked cleared, on every show. He got cleared right before the weekend. So on Friday, we watch him. Yeah, we saw him at Rev Pro. Yeah, we saw him Super at the show. WWE Live Super Show too. Well, I saw him. He was at the, he was at the, the at WrestleCon this, show. What show did he have the match on? The WWE the show it? that you that you're saying was the, where he fought Matt Riddle yeah. was the WWN. Okay, Super so show. that was Friday. Okay, okay. So much wrestling, so yeah, we yeah, can't yeah, even yeah. confusing all the shows together. So on Friday we saw him wrestle Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle and Will Ospreay had the match, and there's a point in near the end of the match where Will Ospreay I don't know how they did it mm-hmm. or how they planned it out or anything, but he fell directly on his head. This just He's been spending too much time in Japan. That's what they do. They just, and then what'll really get him is when I fall on my head. He really fell on his head. I know. So they stopped the match, <laughs> and I'm like, every everybody in the audience, like me and you, were like, he just hurt himself. Yeah, it's done. Like it was like the Undertaker Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25 match, where where Undertaker does the dive, and then he tucks in, and he finally and right, he falls on right face, on his yeah. head. It's that same kind of scary spot where you knew that he was going for something high risk and dangerous, but it definitely looked like it was not, it didn't go the way it was supposed to go. So the, all this happens, doctors are in the ring, Will Ospreay is, you know, trying to squeeze people's hands and he can't. I'm like, holy crap, we just saw Will himself. Yeah. hurt himself permanently. Yeah. Matt Real kick him some, kicks him in the back of the head. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> So I don't like that spot. You don't I like don't that. like thinking I just watched somebody really, really get hurt. And it could have been an accident that they just played, they played off of. Well, that's such a... Okay, so... I, I know, it's weird. It's, well, it's because wrestling, you want to be immersed. And that's what they did because you know that was all a work for one thing. Yeah, yeah, it was. He wouldn't have been wrestling if that wasn't a big deal. I mean, I say that in the, in the we're, we're about a year removed from the Shibata incident. Yeah, exactly. But I would believe it was a work. But to get captured up, capped up, uh, what is the word, uh, caught up, geez, to get caught up in, in the world of wrestling, you want to believe that everything they're doing, first of all, everything they do is real. does hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the chains and holds, they might not be putting as much pressure on as they could be. I don't like the argument that if they did it in UFC that the people would tap out. I just think that wrestlers are tougher. That's why they can hold on during the ankle lock a lot longer. I mean, look at Stephanie McMahon. She really held on during that armbar. Oh, God. Um, Move on. <laughs> okay. But uh, but you're supposed to think that everything hurts. So yeah, it's crazy yeah, to yeah, think, but... like, it's a weird thing where you're watching wrestling. Wrestling is so weird. It's, it's why people who don't get it, you can't compare because they start saying, like, it's like a soap opera, but it's like this. And it's like, no, no, no. You have to just get wrestling. Wrestling is its own thing. You can't compare it to other things because it is its own thing. It's a, it's a combination of all those things together that you're watching it and you know that it's a fight and it's scripted but you also know that it's real but it's not real but it is real all kind of layered all together so when they add another layer to it where you start thinking no that wasn't supposed to happen but that is i'd argue in all the best wrestling matches that's kind of what they want you to think is that they kind of feel each other out and you think okay this see how this is going and then they do something you go whoa that 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 wasn't supposed to happen and and the fact that they can still do it with such an awareness because i mean the wwn crowd was a very snarky crowd i would argue yeah it was so to be able to pull that off 
the Will Ospreay thing because every we saw him, I saw him like four or five times, and every match he was slower. Yeah, and acted like he was more hurt because of the match, the number of matches he was so booked on that on whole weekend. Saturday when we saw him at Progress, he comes out and he's like, "I shouldn't have a match." Yeah. But I still want to fulfill my commitments to everybody. Mm-hmm. So how about we have an intergender match? Yeah. But it was a voodoo doll match. It wasn't a voodoo doll match. There was a voodoo doll that got brought into the match. And so it was Will Ospreay uh, and Kaylee Ray. Mm-hmm. And then it was the WWE champion Austin Theory and Jenny. So they had a match together, which was awesome. So out of- Kaylee Ray was in the Mae Young Classic. She yeah, just she didn't sure do was. she didn't do yeah. any uh, voodoo stuff during that. So she brought a voodoo doll out during this match. Did you like that? Did yeah, you it think was that cool. was a little silly? It was, cool. it was cool because I understood what the match was. Yeah. Will Ospreay came out and said, "Hey, I just want to have fun." But here's a weird thing about wrestling too, though, is that you watch the you saw the Matt Riddle Will Ospreay match. It was amazing. It was awesome. The story was scary. By the way. That was one of the first matches of uh, Matt Riddle I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So what, and I'm, you like Matt I'm, Riddle, I'm right? I'm super a fan of him now. Matt Riddle, top to bottom, he's not who I would ever call like my guy. Because mm. the guys that I like are all the guys that I feel like I relate to and things like that. But uh, just just a notch below, he's the kind of guy that if you were a wrestling promoter, why would you not put Matt him. Riddle as your top guy immediately? Yeah. He's got an MMA background, so he's credible. He's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He's violent. He's very talented. And he's really, really, really good. And he really gets wrestling. Yeah, yeah. The only reason he's not in NXT right now is because he spends a little too much time celebrating 420. Yeah, but, he's definitely... And that's the only we're reason We're actually why. recording this on 420, and yes. he is definitely high. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, he was high that whole show. So, and the only... Uh, he's like RVD, but worse. Nice. <laughs> so, the Progress show was my favorite show, other than the Ring of Honor, that we went to for the whole entire weekend. Yeah. So bourbon is also a biscuit. Progress bourbon. I like the atmosphere of progress. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I even even the British guys will talk about this that they have shows where you look at the card and you could argue compared to other things that it's underwhelming in the sense that they don't put on these super packed cards all the time. But they always put on really really great shows, and you always feel like they're really awesome. And I can't put my finger on exactly what it it's, is about it. It's the atmosphere. It's the dude that's doing the, the MC. The yeah. MC. The, it's all him. Because if you take him out, it's just a solid wrestling show. Yeah. You put him in, it just kind of, every match he puts you in the mood for about what you're about to Which see. Which is what you're supposed to do. A lot of, WWE has really cut back on that kind of thing. Every time they interlude between matches, it's just commercials for the WWE mm-hmm. Network. They used to start their shows earlier where they would do, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance. They'd warm up the crowd, do all that stuff. They don't have time for any of that stuff anymore because they have three-hour shows and mm-hmm everything in between it always amazes me how few shows actually do that i would argue that was one of the first shows of the whole weekend that did it i mean wildcat has uh has uh edward king who does it he's he's, he's a very really good, good MC. yeah yeah he hypes everybody uh he's also there's only so many announcers where you could feel that you could give them their shtick like uh the progress guy did david Starr's whole intro i mean it was also yeah, that yeah, david yeah. star was, was wrestling as a babyface at the progress show and when he's a heel, he does his own introduction and he rips on the guy for doing it. So speaking of Keith Lee. And Keith Lee, yeah. So this is my first time I've ever really I've seen a few of his matches before. I've seen yeah. like cuts of his matches. Yeah. But this is the first time I ever got to really experience Keith Lee. And that dude's awesome too. He's gonna be in WWE. He was wrestling at uh, yeah, he watched, Access. Uh Chris Hero. He fought uh, yeah. Chris Hero this weekend. Well, Cash is on Chris Hero. Learn his not, slave name. I do not call him by a slave okay. name. But progress my hats off to them. It really was 
one of the most fun. Like, it was the, the funniest Walters show X, I went to. The Walters X Sabre Jr. match was also which, very, very so good. So that's on everybody's list too because yeah. it was really good. Walter is, this is literally the first time I ever heard of Walter, is this monster dude. But he is really, really good. He's got a presence and look really, about yeah. him yeah. that's different. Not borderline goon. But you can yeah. tell that he's not. You can tell he's very smart. So, or he comes off like he's not an idiot, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like he comes off as... Sometimes when guys are huge, they lumber in a degree where you feel like you're watching of Mice and Men where they don't... They're, they're not the sharpest tool in the drawer. Where in progress, all like Keith Lee and Walter, they never come off that way. They, they never feel like a, like a monster that needs a, a, a wrangler, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? Like Braun Strowman is only just now be kind of becoming into his own, and he's, and he's reaping a lot of benefits, as opposed to just Bray Wyatt's monster, or those kinds of things. Or the Authors of Pain is a, maybe a better example, with Paul Ellering holding the chains. He doesn't come off that way, but he f- comes off like a guy that could easily fill that role. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I, we ran into him, I think, later that night for the um, uh, Kaiju. He was at Kaiju, just walking around watching the show, which was, you know, we'll get to that. And you could tell he was this very proper english looking dude yeah which was kind of well, what yeah, you get it like, about i just a like lot. british wrestling i mean we we there were also there were two progress shows and we went to the one that didn't have any of the wwe signed guys so, so we like, didn't see tyler so bader like i told Pete you Dunn. uh for the next time we go to a wrestlemania weekend or progress is around here i will not miss a progress show is that good yeah, i mean i, I like told it. you i we talked about this last so, year if you go listen to our wrestlemania 33 here's review, the weirdness the of this thing. show because this show progress is a show that you had to sell me on you're like hey we should go to this show because there weren't a lot of big stars on it, and so the guys that I'm, were, you saw we were going to be at other shows. So you were like, well, I don't, what's the, I, I like, don't see sure, the uh, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because it was kind of like, and eh, we do this, and we're going to Ring of Honor after this anyway, yeah. so we have to do something at this time. But so I was like, like no, I'm we need to go to Progress. I'm really, really glad we went to it. Tony Storm. I I was sold, sold on Tony Storm. I love that woman so much. Yeah, you even waited in line and got a picture with her. I really did. Uh, oh, It's a little embarrassing, but I was like, I don't care. <laughs> she was the only person that, that whole weekend where I was like, Cause I met I told I met a lot of people, but she was the only person that I felt like oh I can't believe it. like that hang on nice. whatever hopefully uh, she'll come to Wildcat soon. So after uh... so out of all the shows, okay, so we got so Wildcat had their show, which had the if like let's go like show by show as far as like the, every show had a match that I would argue had a must see match on it, and isn't that crazy to think that there was I'd argue like a hundred shows, this maybe not that many. But it felt like there was that many shows where there was a must-see, like a match where if you weren't at that show, someone's going to go, I can't Man, believe you, you didn't go to that, that yeah. show. I mean, NXT is getting a lot of law, but I mean, seeing the whole weekend, because the Wildcat show, if you, if you try to look up the God, the, the, the intro for this this match, the first ever father-son, like a uh, three-way tag team international match where it was all wrestlers teaming a father and son duo there were you know multi-generation stars a team from great britain a team from mexico and then a team from the united states and luke hawks and perry uh, hawks from the u.s and then basie and damien say say says from mexico and then Paige's big brother and her nephew the knight family from great britain and that match was crazy mm-hmm. and then at the wwn's the WrestleCon Super Show. Oh, then Johnny Flex also won the Revolution Show. That that, that was a really great show. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't talked about that. Johnny Flex is the new Revolution Pro Champion. If you have, if, if you never listen to our podcast, Johnny Flex is like, uh, how tall is he? Oh, I don't even know. I mean, maybe five feet tall, and maybe one hundred and twenty. I feel like he's he's he'll he'll you know he won't be happy if he's if he is taller than. That's sad. If he was like, hey, I'm not five feet. I'm five two. <laughs> 
Like, you know, when you get really hung up on those inches. So he's like maybe 120 now. Yeah. Yeah. The perennial underdog. Nice. Like he would make Rey Mysterio look like... Huge. He was a huge yeah. kind of guy. And then Danny Flamingo tapped out to Matt Lancey. I know you like uh, Matt Lancey. He didn't hit any spears. Man, I didn't get to see Matt didn't Lancey get to see all Matt weekend. Lancey. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Jay Spade retained his belt against Billy Gunn I and Stevie Richards. I didn't get to see Jay Spade at all either. Yeah. It was a really good show. But but I think that but out of the sh- as far as... Like, you got to see it because of some crazy spots. There's some ridiculous spots in that three-way tag team match. I mean, there was a point where Luke Hawks had Perry standing on his shoulders. So, they're in the corner. I don't think he... I've never seen a spot like this. I'm sure it has happened where he goes to do a superplex, but then Luke gets underneath him. So, he's standing on his shoulders. Not sitting on his shoulders, standing. And he's like a six-foot-two kid, too. And then he does a superplex onto the guy in the corner. So I don't know how tall that is once they fall in. It was one of the most absurd spots I've ever seen. So that match was crazy. I really liked seeing Joey Ryan dress up like Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I wish I, would, I wish I would have saw that. Yeah. But um, that, what are your feelings on Jer- on Joey Ryan? Because we saw him at, at Crash where they did the big... So the, his I don't... His, his dick, dick hold? The dick, dick fl- the dick flip? Yeah, but dick he flip. got dick flipped. He Yeah. I don't like Joey Ryan. Okay. Okay. But... Every time I've seen him, because it's now my second time I've seen him live, I like it. Yeah, because he's different in person. For the one thing, he's good. He is good. He like in the ring, he's fine. This stick, the dick thing, is not for me because I don't yeah. particularly care for. Do you that like kind of Joey stuff. Ryan or Chuck Taylor better? You know, after this weekend, <laughs> I don't like. I've been very vocal. I don't like Chuck Taylor. Yeah. After this weekend, I think I like him. Did you watch his match? The Golden Lovers teamed at the WrestleCon Super Show, too. It was right. Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega against Chuck Taylor. It was supposed to be him and, and Beretta, but then Trent Beretta got hurt, so flip, they flipped huh? him. And people booed the shit yeah. out of Flip. People were booing Flip all weekend. Yeah, I don't really know was. why. Yeah. I mean, has he been getting flack like in Ring of Honor before that? Because I haven't been, no, I haven't was, been watching it's all, it's all Cody and um, the uh, being an elite. Okay. Cody hates Flip. Okay, so that's what it is called. I guess that's from. what it is. So no, no, everyone just everyone. So everyone's just from. Bullet Club like followers, and they just hate everybody no, that he doesn't fun, like. On the show, it's fun to make fun of Flip. So, but I why think are I'm... all the audiences making fun of him? Though? Because that's what is fun. What are you talking about? And he's like a flat earther, I guess. Because people keep, I keep I seeing people so, telling but... him that the world is round. So I guess he's a flat earther. Mm-hmm. Why can't you believe that? There are people that that believe that, Chris. Oh, why God. would Flip Gordon be exclusive from being able to? So be one for of those Crash, um, the highlights of that was uh, the Fatal Four Way Tag Team Match. Oh wow! I, don't, I forgot I could, about that. I yeah, couldn't yeah, tell yeah. you any guy's name that was inside the match. <laughs> I know some of them are in Impact. Uh-huh. But if you go look up Crash and go look up the Fatal Four Way. Um, tag team match is awesome it was about, a crazy match and then uh pentagon and austin theory i mean austin, austin aries, aries yeah. was really good too so that was the main event then zach saber jr versus ishii was also must like like it's like i you should go out out of your way to look up a match at least one match but not the whole show of almost all of these shows i mean that's why wrestlemania weekend is so great because they know that there's more eyes on their product than normal i mean we just walked around handing out flyers wearing t-shirts for our podcast and we got a whole bunch of new subscribers mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with the wrestling promotions they go there and they get the word out and they get people to come so they put on their best show that they possibly can while they're there it's almost too much to handle because i i don't have time to rewatch all of these shows so uh we're gonna skip the ring of honor right now we're gonna take a break uh and then come back and talk about ring of honor but we also did get to go see uh kaiju big battle yeah so the ring of honor show went really long like mm-hmm. we didn't get out of there until one one thirty. The show started at. We got there at four thirty. 
Mm-hmm. The show, the pre-show, I think started at what six thirty? Maybe seven, maybe. And then the show started at seven. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And then it didn't end until what time midnight. did we get out of our seats? God. Like twelve fifteen, right? Twelve fifteen, and we didn't leave the parking lot because it was packed. Until we didn't move one in for the morning. like for forty five minutes, to yeah. fifty minutes. So we left the Ring of Honor show and went and drove all the way to a different city completely to go to Kaiju Big Battle. So we caught like the last thirty minutes of the show. Which I'm really bummed out. I wish we would have got to see the whole show. I mean, every you didn't. I'm not saying you didn't miss much. But I'm saying you got the the show from that last half hour. First of all, I can't believe that Unicorn Party is retiring, and we got to see his last match. I was very unprepared to see. So that. Kaiju Big Battle is Burger Bear was very upset. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so. I was asking people all weekend who was going to this Kaiju show, and almost every group I met weren't going. Because yeah. half the group refused to go because it sounded absurd. But then the other half were just so upset because of they've been and they appreciate the... Lo- Is lunacy the right word? Just Describe- I've always described it as like Space Ghost Coast to Coast meets Godzilla meets... Godzilla meets- mm. Like that adult- When I say Adult Swim, I don't mean like now's like Bob Burgers. I mean like Old. late 90s, you know, C-Lab kind of Adult Swim humor. Meets wrestling. I mean, meets kaiju. Meets Godzilla Power Rangers. There is a character. Then when Ultra we just, Inframan. When we just showed up, there was a character in the ring called Dust Bunny, which is a, this big, giant, furball-looking thing. And you can tell they put uh, talcum powder mm-hmm. all inside of it. So every time it hits the ground, this puffs of smoke would come uh-huh. up. It's dust, Chris. It's yeah, dust. it's dust. I'm sorry. That was my first experience of just walking in and being yeah. like, "Oh my god, we missed all this!" I and know. There's cardboard buildings all over the place, and mm-hmm. there's a referee there for some strange reason. Yeah, that is, you know. Oh, it was also a, a reverse rules match where you had to pin their stomach instead yeah. of their back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's kaiju is like I'm glad I'm so glad we got to experience it because it was to, to me it was the end of my weekend. Yeah. I mean, I got to watch WrestleMania on TV the next night, but it was. It was a great send-off where I'm like, this is exactly how I wanted my weekend to end. Do you, and do you think that Kaiju... I'd, I'd almost argue it's not wrestling. It is it wrestling. It is technically because it happens in the ring, but it's more like it's just really silliness. student art theater. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, no, yeah. it really is now. Well, we talked about how a lot of people hate the guys from PWG. I know that Jim Cornette has wished death upon Kenny Omega for wrestling a little girl because of what it does to the business. It, it hurts the reputation of the business. As you've said, this exists so now someone could point at it and go, that's stupid. Right. Kaiju is so over the top that I don't know how anyone could look at that and even compare it to any of Wrestling. the other things that we saw. Mm-hmm. So it makes it more fun, I guess, mm-hmm. because it's so absurd. Well, it was the weirdness of watching Kaiju battle and then like, okay, I knew that wrestler. Yeah. Like it, that dude... Well, it's also all the Jap... It's, it's, such a, it's such a Japanese phenomenon of, of tongue-in-cheek kind of appreciation. Even um, New Japan will occasionally have these matches where, where they funny. have silly characters. And yeah, you can yeah. tell that it's like... The way I think of it is it's non-canon. It's it's just for fun. It's for kids. It's just for people to be silly. And uh, Sawa, who came out of retirement, we saw him wrestle um, while we were at the WWE Super Show, was as uh, Lingerie Muda, where he mm. had like a, all kinds of ridiculous... And then he had like a bad hip. I don't understand what that character is supposed to be. <laughs> so anyway, he had a mustache, too. We got to go to the big kaiju battle. It was awesome. 
I I regret not being able to experience more of it. But the good thing that did come out, we did get to talk to some of the, the guys that put it on the show. So hopefully we're going to have them on this show eventually sometime in the future. Yes. Big shout out to Kaiju Big Battle. Go just look. Just go go to their website and go buy a sticker for a yeah, dollar. I go mean, ch- go, go support them because they the fact so they also had the smallest turnout because they do midnight shows. And then on top of that, the Ring of Honor show went so long. Yeah. The crowd that would go to Kaiju Big Battle is the crowd that went yeah. to Ring of Honor. Yeah. And even me and Sam walked out of Ring of Honor. It was like, do we go home or mm-hmm. do we go to Big Kaiju Battle? Yeah. And But they don't really travel a lot. I think that they stay yeah. mostly up in the up Northeast. North, yeah. So they're one of I those was never going to... It would be a few years before I could see them. And there's something about that, too. When you go to... WWE, give them money. You feel like you're paying for the arena. You're paying Kevin Dunn. You're not paying the actual wrestler that you're mm-hmm. going to see. Mm-hmm. When you go to a show like Wildcat or Progress or Kaiju Big Battle, you feel like you're supporting guys that are living their dream more than, than most. And all those guys that work at those shows were those guys at one point before, but you know, you're paying you're not paying an attendee who's like working at the convention center. You're paying the actual wrestler. You're paying actual promoter and helping support them. And I think that that's really that's a really good thing about the independence. I really like. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a break since we're going super long. This is gonna be a little bit longer podcast. We usually do about an hour long podcast. Mm-hmm. This is probably gonna be about a two hour long podcast. So mm-hmm. bear with us. We're gonna take a break right now. Have a commercial break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about Ring of Honor. WrestleMania. WrestleMania and then Superstar Shake Up and everything else nonsense that's been. Yeah, we'll get to WWE. Yeah, Yeah. so we'll be (laughs) right back. Are you troubled by a lack of common interest in your social sphere? Do you experience feelings of nostalgic sentiment in your day-to-day life? Do your family or coworkers not understand your quotes, quips, or references? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and download the nerdiest professionals in the galaxy. Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Our nerdy and informative hosts are available 24 hours a day on your favorite podcast app to fill all your super nerdy needs. Good Good journey, journey, nerds. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio, Future Flicks with Billiam, and Nerds of the Squared Circle on iTunes, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app, or stream us at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week, where your movie future is bleak and uncertain, comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi, I'm Billiam. On my show, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week so you don't miss a thing. I have a pick of the week so you will know which movie you just have to see, and I also go over news and trailers that caught my eye. So check out Future Flicks with Billiam each week on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app. I'll see you in the future. All right. Like I said, uh, we're running really long. Our podcast is usually an hour. I just realized we're at an hour already. It's supersized. Supersized. We're having a supersized WrestleMania weekend review. Uh, and you just heard an ad for the other podcasts in our network, so you make sure you go check out those other podcasts. But we're going to continue to talk about Polly, obviously, other would you than call WrestleMania. This, would you call it divisive? That Saturday night show? Because you want to talk. We want to talk about Supercard of Honor because that's the show we went to. We went to, but. 
more importantly, almost almost as a show that we didn't go to, which I still haven't watched because I haven't had time. I haven't, wa- you I haven't watched, watched NXT. I haven't watched NXT take. I watched the ladder match from NXT Takeover, and I haven't had time to watch Ciampa and Gargano. Really? I know. Oh wow! I, I haven't because I. So last year I was at NXT Takeover. What was it? San Antonio where Nakamura lost the NXT title to Shinsuke Nak- uh, to Bobby Roode, mm-hmm. but then also the Authors of Pain beat DIY for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. And I got excited because I was going to WrestleMania 33, and I thought, so Ciampa will break up with Gargano, and then they'll fight, because I've been waiting for that match to happen. And then they didn't happen, and then they built it up to a year, so then they did it this year instead, and then I didn't go. Because we went to Ring of Honor. So we went to Ring of Honor. Because we're obsessed with Bullet Club and all yeah, that bullshit. Yeah, so I, like, I, I had to go to this. <laughs> there was no way I was not going to go we to Ring of Honor. We put off buying tickets t- t- before until you eventually twisted my arm, and then you were like, I'm f-ing going to that show. And I was like, fine, okay, we'll go to the so show. Because I, like, I was already said, and like, I will go by myself to the Ring of Honor show. Yeah. That's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. But I'm glad we went. I'm glad we went, too. Well, I Multiple love- reasons, because I'm about to say something... Which, if somebody that's watched both of them on TV might disagree. Mm, I don't I, know if I'm ready to have this argument. I like the Ring of Honor show better than NXT. Ooh. Now, okay. So, now, I haven't watched, as I said, I haven't watched all of NXT TakeOver. I haven't. I only watched the first match. I know that Ciampa versus Gargano is going to be amazing. It was awesome. And I'm sure Aleister Black versus Almas was amazing. It was awesome. I'm sure the Roderick Strong heel turn was amazing. It was awesome. And I'm sure that Ember Moon versus... Shannon Baszler, while it's underwhelming compared to the other things, was also amazing. It was awesome. It sounds, it all sounds amazing. I watched the NXT Takeover. We were, we saw the ladder match at Ring of Honor, and I remember thinking that Flip Gordon was stupid. They did some stupid stuff at that stupid Ring of Honor ladder match. Stupid spots, like one balancing on one leg at any time is stupid. And they did some stupid things at the NXT Takeover ladder match as well. It's because again, it's the star rating thing, and I don't, and I disagree with. Don't it. worry about the star rating. Don't worry about the like, star rating. Pretend like that never happened. Forget about that. We're not going to talk about five star rating because I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that crap. But, but I thought it was amazing. I did not think that that was the as great of a match as everyone's saying is. I'm the, I, the, the ladder match, the NXT Takeover ladder match. I don't think that it. I'm not saying it doesn't deserve it. It does deserve the fanfare, I guess, that it's getting. I just think I'm happy for everybody in that match. Yeah. Well, I'm. I watched it after because we were watching. So we're watching Ring of Honor. And your wife is watching yeah, my wife is NXT, watching NXT Takeover NXT, at home. So. But then also, just you know, I have my phone as everyone does, and I just I'm continually getting people saying, "Holy shit, this match is fucking amazing!" Please don't die, chance going on mm-hmm. things like that. I'm going, oh crap! So my phone was what fucking happened in this match to warrant this kind of reaction? And then when I watched it, I'm not gonna say I was let down. But I did not feel like it was as crazy as everyone... It's not as crazy as everyone's acting like it was. I feel there was it more like it was crazy a, spots there was in more, the Ring of Honor. Yeah, and there where, were crazier ladder where matches. I watched the Ring of Honor one, and I'm like, I wish they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Uh, quite a few times. There I'm were a like, lot of stupid do spots that. in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because I know that they were trying to one-up NXT. Now, I don't know if that hurt the psychology. I think that the six-man match, I think, works better than two three-man teams just in the kinds of things i like i still think that no one's ever going to top the way that they can set matches up from the t- the original tlc matches because that was three different two-man teams mm-hmm. you've got two guys that are always going to work together but then you've always got you've got two other opponents so you can have two guys wrestling each other two sets of teams in the ring while the other guy sets stuff up and you can mix and match more whereas when it's two teams sometimes it takes too long for everybody to set stuff up and then when it's six man like the Money in the Bank style, which is what the NXT show, sometimes I think it's it's too scattered. 
personally. So I still think that it, it, it's the best. My favorite ladder match, as far as ladder matches go, is still going to be like TLC two from WrestleMania seventeen. But people are acting like it's that level of a match, and I don't, I don't think, think that it it's is. bad. But I just don't no, think it's, that it's, it's at good. that level. It's really, really, really good. So the Ring of Honor also had uh, Punishment Martinez and Ishii, mm-hmm. which was really good. Uh, there was a crazy spot in this where uh, Punishment Martinez completely goes over Ishii from oh, suicide bomb, yeah. uh, dive over the turnbuckle. He lands on his face, so I watched it over again. We couldn't really see where it happened, but we knew he had he, to have he landed nose right bombed. Yeah. Uh, he lands completely on his head and shoulder and jumps up like a boss, like mm-hmm. nothing happened. Because basically he hit and he, he was uh, sweaty and he slid Mm-hmm. on the mat and i think that's the only reason that saved him it wasn't like a impact where he buried his neck into the yeah. ground he slid super scary the only person out of the whole ring of honor show that i felt was being careful was cody because that's how cody because cody's wwe whether he wants to be it or not in mm-hmm. the sense that he's thinking ahead and the but the majority of the entire crew was wrestling like we will kill ourselves yeah, so... to make sure this match this show goes over NXT. It felt like a net. It felt like they were going head to head, and it's hard to not feel biased because we were at the Ring of Honor show. And I and, and again, I haven't watched the NXT Takeover show, so I I really don't have any room to talk so about I've, it. I've seen you have. both, but I still think I think the Ring of Honor show was better because I was there. I I, I but do you think, think it's because you were there? Do you think if you were? Are you saying that if you were at the NXT Takeover New Orleans show? You would have thought that show was better. See, it's so hard for me right now just because of how much I like Ring of Honor. But you also I'm more half invested. of half of Anna, it's full CFO. Of, I mean, the the undisputed era is just Ring of Honor so, invading NXT. Uh, I can't remember who said it on Twitter, but it was like, uh, "Congratulations to Ring of Honor for selling out six thousand people," and then "Congratulations to NXT for selling twelve thousand people with Ring of Honor wrestlers." Yeah. So I mean, it, it literally was that. I mean, it's yeah. all Ring of Honor guys over there now. But I like the product that Ring of Honor is putting out right now. So do I. A I lot. think that they're really coming back. They kind of went to a dip for I don't know why. They they haven't been putting out. I guess what you would call like blow away matches as consistently but they've been growing their product a lot more this was the biggest show that ring of honor has ever put on it's kind of crazy to think that that's true yeah we were there that well just that six thousand people is the biggest show they've ever put on which is weird because you think that they would be able to put on bigger because ma- with know. this card i feel like man that sells out anywhere yeah no matter what i mean it was it was packed in it there. was packed yeah, yeah. It was, i think it was sold out when i heard so. i don't really care for the uno arena we were we were there as... we had great seats now we had great seats uh, the Bushi and Hangman Page match was really was crazy. They had some crazy spots inside of there. You uh, got that, to see Kota Ibushi in person. Yeah, How so was this that? is the second time I got to see him over the weekend because he was at the Rev Pro. But uh, it was good. It's kind of it's weird to see the guys that I only see on TV. So it's like that rock star type thing. It just I keep rem- it's it's we talk about wrestling so much. It's hard for me to remember how few shows you've ever seen in person because i've been going to shows since i was a kid and to think that just it just blows my mind that you have that that like that you're because i still am blown away when i get to see like people in person but it's just so i remember we sat down for this ring of honor show and i turned around to you i was like this is the highest production i've ever seen at a wrestling that's show. insane i'm still upset yeah. that you said that it, it, like cause, it is because i'm like because i was like why didn't you go to wrestlemania for crying out loud <laughs> the best production value that was also probably the best production value i've ever seen at a ring of honor show yeah that was the fan. That's the best they've ever done. They usually, I remember going to Ring of Honor shows where they didn't even have curtains, where they wouldn't even black out the uh, the armory. Nice kind of thing. 
So it felt they don't feel as indie anymore. No, they, they don't. still are very much. They but don't. They don't. But they've feel really like it. upped their production value a lot. So let's go ahead into where I run into a problem was the car that the Ring of Honor show was long. It was very long. Maybe an hour and a half to two hours longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, we were sitting for a very. Was it? Very you rewatched it? Does, did they have any sentiment that the show went long? Was it on a hitch? Did no, it feel like not, it was going long? Not, no match. All the matches got time. None of the matches looked at where I was like, man, that went long, yeah. or it felt like it went long. No, everything felt natural. It, it was just a long show. It, yeah. it, it this, this the car just dictated being this long. Other than people were just is kind that of, bad though? Do you feel like it was too long of a show to sit no. in one place? No, 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 no. Because I thought they, I thought they kept the momentum really good. I thought the momentum was really good until the obvious point when they screwed it all up. I don't think they screwed it. They up. They screwed it up. Uh, so we <laughs> that's, that's an opinion. So but. the you, you had the bully Ray thing come out. Bully Ray came out and he was heel. And while this is happening, it's like 1130 mm-hmm. or 11. I'm like, why is this happening? Why? Where's the main event? That was an unnecessary segment completely. Other than just to get Bully Ray on the card for some strange reason. And then after that, the Kenny Omega and Cody match happens. And not which the... I was guaranteed in my head. I was like, that's the main event. But it wasn't. Well, it was the main show match of the show. That was the match you were saying. That's This is what's going to steal the weekend. Yeah. This was going to be the main show of the weekend. Do you think that it would be getting more praise if it had closed out the show? I feel they screwed over the Marty and Dalton match for having that match before it. I said when the Kenny and, and by the way, I loved the Kenny and Cody match. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I said when it was coming to it and I was like, watch, there's going to be a bunch of people get up and left. And there was a bunch of people that got up. I wouldn't say a bunch I, of people left. As but much as I thought left. of. Yeah. And then the crowd is dead. Well, there was no interlude match between the title match or and the preceding Kenny Cody match. So people, which is very strange. Yeah. So people popped when Marty and uh, Dalton came out, but then they sat on their hands the, the first, first half, half not the match. More. Yeah. So I, I I just feel that was bad planning on Ring of Honor not to understand already a long show. Well, I just want to say I think if the show was shorter. It would have been fun. That wouldn't have been an issue. It wouldn't have been an but issue. But the fact that when the Cody-Kenny match started, the show had already been a very long It was already show. a five-hour show by that time. Yeah. God, we were there so long. Yeah. I mean, we got there right when the kingdom was invading at the beginning of the so, show. So, yeah, the kingdom was outside in the parking lot. So they were fired or banned from the building yeah. or a combination and of all those they things. They were lighting uh, Bullet Club and Cody shirts on fire. And, not, and specifically, they weren't taking out bullet club shirts they were asking people there to take the shirt to take off their, their shirts back. off and, and burn for it. And a charge <laughs> they will sell you another shirt a kingdom shirt um but which are, several people did yeah, they did uh they used my lighter to do it so yeah. which was kind of cool so yeah the, okay so the kinney and cody match was awesome i loved it I, I know a lot of people are disappointed in it for some strange reason i don't know why i mean there were a couple of spots where Kenny did some dragon suplexes, some Germans, where the move didn't go. It didn't look as devastating as it could have, and you like it did in the the Kenny Okada Because the ones he did later in the match, he slowed them down. I know. Like, he brought his hand over really big, and mm-hmm. so to show that he was doing something instead of doing it really fast, because I think it did go over some people's head. Uh, it's, he did the same thing with, like, the, uh, the Okada match uh, two, yeah. where the first dragon suplex did nothing for yeah. the crowd. And the second one, he had a setup. Yeah. And he had to do that a lot with Cody. There were some miscommunications between Cody and Kenny at the beginning of the match. Uh, watching I think so. it back, a yeah. lot of it, actually. Uh, it's like, it was weird because if you watch this match and you didn't know anything about these guys, 
you would think this is the first time they've ever been in the ring together. Um, yeah. Well, so. I'm, I'm sure they went out with the idea to improvise a lot yeah, of yeah. it to make it feel more organic. Maybe that's also to sell that they don't don't talk don't or, talk yeah. or don't communicate with each it other. It has the feel of like AJ and Finn. You know when they yeah. had their match. Yeah. You know it's. They're, they're I like that. I like much more I, people feel that out. So, but I like it's that just, too. It doesn't feel as polished. It though, doesn't feel as polished, which is what people wanted it to be. It's similar to the uh, the AJ Nakamura match, which we'll get to. But it's it's the so while we're watching the Kenny and Cody match, we both said as like, oh, they are saving everything. I mean, it was it was a very very good match. It was a very good match. But they're definitely doing at least two more. They can't. I'd argue they, they can't have to be give doing everything more. away on this match. No, they can't. And I don't understand why. I knew that before we got there. I thought, especially once the once I realized that it wasn't going to be the last match, I knew that because I predicted that Cody was going to blade like crazy. Just, I was like, I've been waiting. The second he t- dyed his hair blonde, I'm like, oh, that's coming. That's the only reason. That's why Dusty and Ric Flair's hair was like that, because it shows color way better than if you have dark hair. I think that'll come later. So it wasn't the blowout thing. I mean, Kenny Omega was barely even brought up as a name coming out of this weekend, because he had the, the Golden Lovers match, which fell kind of flat at a couple nights before because Flip, cause Flip was involved. And then this match, I don't think under-delivered. At all, I thought it was great. I, I think was, I people's came out of... expectation of the six and a half star match. I mean, completely ruined Kenny Omega. I think it. I said that a year ago. I was like, it's like, it's like this is now the standard you have to meet to live up to that. Like, if you're it's different a... from Braun Strowman. I mean, it's not, it's not the same thing, but it's one of those. Once you're over, you should be able to stay over. So he always has the potential to have that match. So even when he puts in a match that's not at that level, the next time he gets put into a big program, people will still hope for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just more disappointing when you don't get it as opposed to, like what I was going to say, is that Braun Strowman is now the guy that does all these crazy things. He flips over a truck. He wins the tag team championship with a child. Yeah, so we'll, when he, we'll get to that. So yeah. when he comes out and he doesn't do anything, you're, you're not hurt because you just think, like, oh, he didn't do anything this week. But who knows what he'll do next week kind of thing. He doesn't have to do it every single time. Just like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He did so many crazy things that now he comes out and he does nothing. And people still think it's the greatest thing ever. Not that any of these guys are on the Stone Cold level. But it's just once you're over, you're over. And Kenny and Cody are really are over. And you can tell that in the match. that they, they played up the fact that it's the story of the match and not what's actually happening in the match move for move wise my favorite part of the match is the beginning before they even touch each other yeah they do like a five minute just uh, looking rock at each other. and hulk kind of staring audience. at and just taking the crowd in yeah. i mean how hated cody is where i'm there hearing, were, i forgot there were fuck you cody chance. yeah there are six thousand people saying fuck you cody yeah that's crazy. Yeah. Which is awesome. So I, it was just really cool. From a bunch of smart marks too, which I yeah, think, yeah. which is a weird thing to say because it, it's it's harder to be a heel now. Because mm. the second someone's such a good heel, most of the, Start, the like adult males cheer for them. Kevin Owens gets cheered more than he gets booed because they Cody appreciate what Cody is getting. In the world heat. of smart marks where we know and appreciate Cody, but we know we're not supposed to like him. And yeah. we're like, Cody. Yeah. Even though I love the dude. Yeah. It's really good. He's really good. So, and I would never would have said that two years ago. I'm so. I'm totally on Team Cody. I I I think that the Young Bucks picked the right guy. I'm glad <laughs> that they uh, so realize who the real leader. The of The ending Club of the match is. is the Bucks come out. They the referees down. Cody and Kenny are down. They're standing up. The Bucks are having internal struggle about who they're gonna pick. 
and they pick Kenny. Yeah. But Cody moves out of the way with a super kick, and they accidentally kick Kenny. Kenny loses the match I because wanna, of the Bucks. I want to point out that you knew that was going to happen, but yes, people are so caught up in what the match would be. I love ref bumps now because yeah. the second they happen, you can tell the audience knows. Like, where's the oh, Bucks? someone's where's the coming. Bucks? Yeah. yeah, it's like the opposite of what happened with that AJ Styles Kevin Owens match last mm-hmm. year, where there's a ref bump and then nut. I still, I really want to know what happened with that. That's completely yeah, awesome. I like, do like, what happened? That, yeah, Why yeah. do you knock out a referee? He gets up. Nothing happened. They knock him out again, <laughs> and then still no shenanigans. I don't know it. It's weird. Is the story just sometimes referees suck? I yeah. guess like. So after the Cody and Omega match, Dalton Castle and Marty Scroll have I their mean, match. I love both those guys. So and much. the match was awesome. Other than the crowd not being into it, and other than the terrible blotch, botch, botch. you said blotch. Did That's I say okay. blotch? You yeah. said blotch. It's okay. Uh, botch uh, in the middle of the match when they were looking for the powder. For a good mm-hmm. way too long. And it wasn't even the finish of the match for one thing. No, they, should, yeah. they, they should have moved on. They should Marty should have moved on from it. So you can tell from probably the ladder match screw something up where he had a batter, a bag of powder underneath. Underneath the ring on a the, specific spot. And he couldn't find it. He walked a whole entire ring, got back into Couple the times. ring. Got back out of the ring, looked for it again. And they had to distract the referee, Dalton Castle did. And it went on for like five minutes. Way too long. I don't know if it was five minutes. It was but five it, minutes. It felt like it was. It was. Five it was minutes. way too long. It could have been twenty for all I know. It was yeah. way too long. It was. It was. It was painful. It was. It was cringy. Like the audience, you could tell they were like. Mm. So the crowd was already not into the match. Yeah. And then this happens. Yeah. That being said, I the match was the great. match was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people not liking it, but I really think a lot of it has to do was following Kenny and Cody, where it was just, the the life was sucked out of the room. You take that match and you edit that looking for the powder thing out of it. Yeah. The match is solid. So, yeah. but two dudes that are super over too. Because yeah. by the end of the match, people are really into it. They're mm-hmm. invested. It's like, holy crap. And Dalton I'm... retained. And Dalton retained. Good for Dalton. So. He's getting very overshadowed by the Bullet Club. And I think that it was it was good um, respect, proper respect to let him main event. To not make it feel like he's completely being overshadowed. I don't like that when they do that to champions where they have a huge championship run. And it's, it's like the Benoit thing or the CM Punk thing where you have a guy that's not the franchise player of the show so they even though they're champion for however long they never actually close out a show so um, you for your money it was better than the nxt take yeah 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 i i I've lo- you're getting a lot of co- negative comments saying i that. love the nxt show it's it's solid it always is now but i was in the arena for ring of honor yeah so and, and i'm I, I might be biased and i like that promotion better than wwe I've including NXT. Including NXT, because I don't watch NXT that often. I only watch loosely the takeovers and a few episodes before a takeover. But even like your favorite guys, like Adam Cole. I love Adam Cole, and I loved everything he was involved in. Yeah. I did. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I love Aleister Black. I, I really like Aleister Black. Johnny Gargano. People are saying that Tommaso Ciampa might, based on this one story he's done with Gargano over the last year, that he might go down as one of the best heels in WWE history. And I love Tommaso Ciampa. When he was in Ring of Honor and he was moving up, where they started turning him babyface because the crowd was getting ready to be behind him right before he signed with WWE. The crowd is never going to get behind him now. I mean... He has some heat like nobody has had. In, I know. Like, I can't even remember somebody like this. It's because of how beloved John... I remember when they started putting... And it's putting, all Gargano, yeah. Well, it's when they put Gargano in that spot. I remember thinking, oh, they're going to try and put him in, like, the Sami Zayn. He's the new heart of NXT. 
And now it's like he's completely blown Sammy Zayn's yeah. position oh, away. Yeah, yeah, no, is, they wish Sammy you know, was like this. You know? Like we used to say, like, how could you turn Sammy Zayn heel? And I've really accepted it's like Johnny Gargano's at a level of like, how could you ever? He's like I'm not gonna say he's at Daniel Bryan levels, but he's borderline no, but he borderline if get they, to that point. If if they're smart with him, he is the next Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. I mean, he's there already. He almost. won't be if they hold him down. But if they hold him down, then he—that's how you get that's him. That's how you get even more over. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, he's that over, and he's only in NXT. That's yeah. what kind of boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even the main roster, and not everybody watches NXT. You yeah. know. Well, I mean, it's just like it's a weird thing. We'll talk about. It. So you got Sami Zayn and Nakamura were both at WrestleMania this year. Nakamura's first WrestleMania. Two years ago, they had that match at NXT Takeover. Which and was the best match from the which whole was so weekend, great, but the so. audience was so into that. But then when they came up to the main roster, they've never really gotten the momentum that they had while they were NXT. NXT only... is such a weird thing. The second they come up to WWE, everyone immediately assumes, "Oh crap!" Like no one wants them to move on for, at this point. For one thing, only now Sami Zayn and Nakamura, I feel, are like. Okay, I love their storyline. I know, but it's like it's been two years. I know. I know. It's not that long at the time. It's it's long. It's in a long time, term. but I mean, a wrestling term and when two years. I mean, there's like almost a completely different roster. I Chris mean, Jericho won the world championship for the first time when he won the world championship, but then also like a, a couple months later, the undisputed title where he beat the Rock and Stone Cold. That was two years after he had debuted, and it felt like a long time. But then at this point now, with the longevity of what he had, does it really matter about anything? That's what I'm saying. Is like wrestling such a long haul, but also short. It's short sighted and long sighted at the same time, and it's hard to kind of get caught up in what's going to happen because you don't know what's. Going. I mean, like if Sami Zayn got released tomorrow, you'd be like, oh, his WWE run sucked, but his NXT one was really good. really good. So let's go ahead and move on to WrestleMania. You were there. I was there. Uh, I watched it from my uh, couch. I watched it with Vertigo from a very. Yeah, you high were high. Seat. Huh? I was very yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. Not. I didn't smoke anything. I was just I was no, in the rafters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could touch yeah. the roof of the dome. Yeah. I was really excited. I, I you know, a bunch of And you were by yourself too. I was by myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a I got a ticket from a guy. This guy won tickets at like he was from Maryland. Okay. And he won tickets on the radio and then didn't and it was like a few weeks before the show. So he was a big wrestling fan, so he booked a flight down to watch the show. But no one he knew could make arrangements to come down. That short. Oh, really? Notice. That's how you got the tickets. So he had two tickets. So he was like, "Does anyone else need?" So I was like, "I need a ticket," because I was going to go with my wife, but then now she's pregnant. And she mm. wasn't sure if she was going to be able to sit through. There's I'm no glad she, she didn't go to the Ring no of way. Honor. Imagine There's if she, because we were going to, she was like, "I can't go to Ring of Honor because it'll only be a couple hours." No. <laughs> so I'm glad that didn't ha- work out. I mean, I'm glad that she didn't go to that, but yeah. So she was hesitant to go to a show for that long. That long. So we re- got rid of her tickets, and I was like, "Well, I'll get a, I'll go get a ticket if, if." Because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to maybe work behind the scenes or do anything like that. I was really excited to see there were a lot of Wildcat guys on that show. Shorty, one of the security guards, was one of the pancake people, little uh, little people walking out with the New Day. Mm-hmm. And then Everybody Danny Flamingo, Matt Lansing, all those guys. Rode out the bar. Rode out with the bar that then got chased away by Braun Strowman. All those Mardi Gras costumes are the same ones that they used when Edge was world champion back in 2007. Too. Is it? Yeah, I recognize nice. all of those giant nice. heads. <laughs> and then Kane was underneath one of them, and then when he chokeslammed Edge, he like hurt his arm, and that's why he had to get rid of the belt, and they put it on Great Khali. It was good times, 2007. Anyway. Um, anyway, so yeah, WrestleMania 30. What is WrestleMania Florida Lee, yes. I guess. I love 
there were people complaining about the Superdome because it's such an old building. It looked fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it really did. I liked the stage and everything. The, um, the sets was it's one of the most beautiful sets I've ever yeah. seen. They've really been up and out in weird terms of eye thing they did was all the yeah. on the screen. That was weird, but other than and that I was didn't fine. like the um, the CGI kind of graphics they did for like the Miz and Oscar. That was and terrible. Things. Like that was really bad. It looked. It would have been fine. It looked, it looked <laughs> looked like reboot. Me and you could have done that artwork. <laughs> I, I feel. So. But see, that's the thing is that like like uh like I really love Beast War. I love watching all that stuff now, even though I know that the graphics are terrible. Yeah, but it looked like computer graphics from the nineties, and it shouldn't have this yeah, year. Yeah, but I mean, come on, real adventures of Johnny Quest and wrestling go together. Apparently, so uh, the show opens up with the battle royale, and I only want to talk about this because uh, Matt Hardy won, and I called that. Sh- for some strange reason yeah i don't know how you got that so. one it's weird because he seemed like the obvious winner and everyone kind of thought well then it should be a surprise but then how do you call a surprise yeah and then matt and hardy then won bray, with bray wyatt yeah bray wyatt and matt hardy are a, a couple now yeah or a thing I woken don't know what, bray wyatt i don't know what it is but i love it right now yeah. mm-hmm. so i because to me all it does is i'm what i'm hoping it does it brings bray back up which he desperately needs but then he'll turn on him and he'll say something like join him but then when you eventually after you join him screw him or whatever it is randy Orton said to him last year that was really lame yeah, and let's, let's, let's not talk about that. Let's make it. Cedric work. Alexander won the Cruiserweight Championship at awesome WrestleMania match. on the pre-show. Awesome match, no. Um, their outfits were awesome. Yeah. So he had a Black Panther outfit, and then um, Ali had the... Um, the Beyblade. The <laughs> Sub-Zero meets yeah. Iron Man outfit, the sub- which was awesome. It, the was, it was really cool. The Sub-Zero's brother, the second Sub-Zero, who was arguably the lamer Sub-Zero, but still was cool. And I like Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation. Fight me. Then they had the Uterus um, Championship. Don't. Why do you keep calling it that? It's just a trophy. Just because it's not the fabulous Mula Memorial Battle Royal. I do think that. I guess it was a. You didn't. It would seem too obvious that they named somebody else. Like they call it like the Sensational yeah, Sherry yeah, Memorial yeah. Battle Royal this next week. But then that's almost as silly as saying that the Undertaker's fighting Rusev and then saying that no, he's fighting Chris Jericho and then fighting Rusev again and acting Good like they God. didn't change any of that. But we'll get. To, we can talk about that later. I guess. Uh, so Naomi won the uterus. Naomi champion. won. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> and they did the same thing that they did at the Royal Rumble, and they kept people out of the ring. For no reason whatsoever. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. No, this was different. Naomi was out of the ring. She was out of the, the ring whole entire time. I remember when she went out. I also I was confused while I was watching it because I thought that she and Becky Ow. went out and they didn't go over the top rope. So I okay. thought Becky also wasn't eliminated, but maybe I misread it because I haven't rewatched it. Yeah, it's. But that was the only time. Like I don't mind. They do that in almost all rumbles where someone goes out and then you don't find out about it till later. I didn't like the women's rumble in. The women's the Royal Rumble at at the show in January because they did it throughout the whole show like there was like twenty people that did it and I couldn't keep track of so who's still in the match if it's just one person you just have to remember oh yeah Naomi never went over the top I forgot she was in the match and then she won I don't mind that she won because I like her it doesn't seem like it did anything did anything like they forgot all about it on Monday or Tuesday and she was protecting Jey Uso I like the field like the fact that they basically washed so much other than a couple of the main event title matches it's kind of a mixed bag which is better than last year or it's better than WrestleMania 32 where everything that happened like it didn't matter like the next night at all a lot of what happened at a WrestleMania lot of it happened does not matter but it felt anymore. also but it felt like a more 
even though I was damp, we'll get to the end, but like, I felt like it was a good show. I enjoyed the show a lot. So I didn't feel down about the until, show. Until like towards the end. So I liked that it felt, and then this with the superstar shakeup, it felt like a real, like, it felt like WrestleMania was the end of the season. Yeah. And then this is now the new season, more than it has in the last couple of years, which works better for me. Uh, Seth Rollins uh, won the triple threat match that opened up the show. Night they King. all had, uh, the only thing I really, the match was really good, but their entrances were, stood out. Were, were, were really stood out. Seth Rollins Seth as, Rollins a, as a, Night King. Uh, White Walker. Uh, White Walker, yeah. You know that, and I, I love Seth Rollins. He's now a Grand Slam champion. I remember thinking he had to win it after roman won it last november because that would make dean and roman and they're just going to keep they keep putting over the shield even though it's like are they going to get them back together i feel like it's weird when they put over factions post faction they did it with the nwo and dx it's like why do you have to keep reminding us how awesome this thing that doesn't exist anymore was because i guess somebody was in it so that makes them cooler i guess but it's just like they keep it seems like even if dean goes further and further down in stock they they can't get him too low because that'll hurt the image of the shield. It really will. But it's like, but why does that matter? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. So I knew that they had to put the belt on Seth at some point, and I like that he's still on Raw and he's Intercontinental Champion. It, it fits him. I um, like the way he swings it around the ring when he's. I, I do like him. that. Yeah. Yeah. He did that when he was Tyler Black. So yeah, he did. Uh, Oscar lost, and Oscar lost because they wanted Carmella to cash in on charlotte which i don't understand how no one is so reading me and that. you instantly said it we're like yeah. oh well obviously now i see why they did yeah. that because of carmella um and now they're gonna move the belt to oscar with carmella instead of mm-hmm. oscar with charlotte it seems super obvious when she cast in but nobody else is like oh they ruined her streak and they ruined two years of work they put into her winning streaks are bad the point of the streak is never what people think it is the streak is not to put over the guy that beats them it can be, it could be if done right, but I feel like it's so hard to do that, apparently. Look at what they did with Goldberg. Remember, Goldberg had a renaissance in WWE, but if you remember in WCW, the second his streak ended, he died. Yeah. And people say, like, the way they did it, I was like, I don't know. It seems like every time a streak ends, it hurts people more than, than, than anything else because people get so wrapped up in it that then there's no way to do it. There's no way to end it safely now i don't think it hurt oscar at all no exactly so i don't it, think it was bad and now it's over and they don't have to talk about it and anymore. it puts over charlotte more it exactly charlotte. it's over it's done She's as long gonna, as oscar still seems like a dominant oscar's person. gonna have the belt i would assume very soon i hope so i'm fine with it staying on carmella for a while and she just be a hill champion and mm-hmm. just, you know do her heel things to keep the belt the money's in the chase yeah so it's the same with Ron- when ronda rousey transitioned to wwe before she had her match, there were a lot of people saying, well, she has to go wrestle because she's washed up in UFC. Because she, And I'm like, why? Because she lost her last couple fights. And so it's like, so the second she lost, now she has no credibility because she won for so long. And then the second she lost, now she just sucks. And I don't understand that mentality toward things. Like, the second your streak is over, so what, now you're bad? Yeah, I don't understand. You win 500 matches, but then you get a one negative, and it's like, now it's over? So I never did understand I don't get that. Ronda the same with whenever under- she, like... She got knocked out that time, and everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, good for her!" I'm like, what do you what mean, the... good for her? You liked her like two yeah. weeks ago. Oh, well, she was too good. They blah, did the blah, same blah. thing with Lesnar. It's the Undertaker thing. The Undertaker's still going to be the Undertaker. I like the idea. I mean, it was a really good match. It was. It was good. And it they was, put over the, the. It was the, the second best match of the night. The, they me, were two so. baby faces, and yeah. they were both women's. I, mean, I already know what you thought was the best match. We'll get to that. Mm. But like, the women, I thought did a really good job on the show. They did. It's 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 stif- It's crazy to think that we were not that long ago from. 
I mean, I don't care what if you're a Bella fan, but like the Nikki Bella Divas Championship reign and the, and I loved AJ Lee, but watching her fight like Cameron was not exciting, or the Kelly Kelly teaming with Maria Menounos against Beth Phoenix and Eve Eve Torres. Those were WrestleMania. That was a WrestleMania match. Nice. Maria Menounos also won, by the way. So after She's that, best friends with Bob Backlund. Gender won the U.S. champion in a match that I didn't really care about. That was a weird match. Yeah, it really was. I, I know that people were upset about what they're doing with Rusev. How do you feel about Rusev? Do you think that they're misusing Rusev? So I've always liked Rusev, even before Rusev Day. Uh-huh. Um, we talk about it on this podcast that I, I mean, we both like Rusev. He always does these what i would call unintentionally hilarious things watch when he like at wrestlemania 32 when they're fighting the new day and the new day came out in their cereal when he comes out he like kicks all the cereal like really violently and then when he like attacked roman reigns in the royal rumble he like took a monitor and just like carried it with him randomly for no reason he does all these little things that are f- not funny they, they, are funny they are funny but they're unintentionally funny. no i think it, it it's but it is i think it is but it is intentional because the dude is hilarious he feels like a seinfeld character yeah like like this in that kind of unintentional like in the show it's not funny but outside it is so it, it's fine i but like do you i'm think hoping that... like now that he's on uh smackdown and he's there and he's one of the top guys i think easily but he's been pushed. on smackdown though i know but i think they need to get behind he, him. He, if he went to Raw, which he cla- thankfully he's not going to. If he went to Raw, then he would have got buried. You know, yeah. So, but I mean, they they, they gave him a big monster down. push before he went up against Cena, and then that didn't. Yeah, do but it's well. it's a little bit. It's a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been there for a while now, they, so they can get behind him now. I I really do feel like they can do this now. Apparently, he even the Undertaker once you know thought he was great, but uh, he what he called like the Undertaker an old man. He didn't. He didn't, for one thing, at all, because I went and watched the, 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 the TMZ interview. Yeah, he never says old man. He did say he was going to kick his butt. And he, he says something like, I think Undertaker's a little more past his prime, and I'm getting into my prime. Exactly. And then apparently, WWE thought Undertaker was going to be mad about it. And Undertaker's wife was mad about didn't it. Didn't John Cena say like way worse things? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That's John Cena, and that's Rusev, so that's two different things. I mean, So John uh, Undertaker's wife got mad about it. So they pulled him off the match without talking to Undertaker. Then Undertaker called. Apparently, WWE. This is what you're saying because I don't. I don't this know is if they all. This is all. This is all unconfirmed. So okay. obviously, um, so Undertaker finally did get in touch with WWE, and they're like, "Why did you change the match? I was completely fine with everything he said." So they reinstated the match. Without acknowledging the Chris Jericho win at all. But that was all, and that happened over the weekend. Like, that was never on WWE.com or anything like that. It was just, it was like it on was their like, Instagram. It was like stuff through like Instagram that. and Twitter. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I don't I don't even know. I don't even know what they even think he's about. Gonna it. He's, he's gonna, gonna lose. He's not gonna beat the Undertaker. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever thought that he was gonna win. Actually, I kind of hope that Undertaker puts him and Aiden English in the coffin together. It, it That actually needs to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, whatever. So, after that was. General the... Mahal began his, his huge. United States Championship brand, which I'm sure is going to last a very long time. Not at all. Now that I know what happens. He is instantly going to get in a few as Roman Reigns, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's already lost the U.S. title. It just looks like yeah. it made that whole thing like a waste of... Yeah. Not th- a waste of time. I don't like that. I mean... That was some strange way to get... Um... Jeff Hardy on the SmackDown for some strange reason. <laughs> yeah. So so next was the mixed tag team match was Kurt Angle, uh, Ronda Rousey, and versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, which I don't know how this happened. It was the best match of the whole entire card. I don't understand why you don't... If 
you know this was the most rehearsed match, if, if not the oh, only. It was probably so. The it should have been the best match because Triple H knows how to do ring psychology, and they rehearsed everything. And no one likes Stephanie McMahon. Everybody likes Kurt Stephanie Angle. Stephanie even looked good in this match. I know. Let's put to, let's put there some respect of what I just said. I just said Stephanie McMahon's match from WrestleMania was my favorite match. Stephanie from... McMahon has only wrestled a handful of times, and I don't like that she never gets her comeuppance. And, she, and I do. I mean, I like that she's getting it now, but she has surprised people more often than not. Like her match with at No Way Out 2001 with Trish Stratus was one of those matches that everyone thought was going to be terrible. Go rewatch it. It's actually amazing. I I, you can, I've seen it, but I don't remember. But anything. it's like you can hear the audience being like, "Holy." this match is awesome and mm-hmm. it was kind of the same thing in this match yeah. where everyone you can feel in the audience people going like well look, well, look well, at this look at that. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> so it, it was like there was such lo- there was low expectations because i think everybody wanted it to be good no one i think was hating no one's been hating on ronda but i think people have been worried so i think there was like a mm-hmm. well let's just prepare that some things might we might have to look away a couple times but we'll just get through it there was none of that and then we didn't have to do it nothing not once not i one mean time. I was I, like my dad didn't really like the uh when Ronda was beating up Triple H, even though I thought that was that was my favorite part of the my whole thing. Part. When Kurt and Stephanie were out, and then Triple H went to go get Stephanie, and Ronda was like, "Come on, let's go." That moment, and you can see the audience like freak out, like "Oh crap!" They're gonna fight. Immediately, it was like, "Can we have this as a thing?" Mm-hmm. I don't think that they have the balls to do they it. They don't. And they only did it because it was Triple H, and it was okay then. But, but imagine that I'm saying Triple H who fought Ronda, who fought. Seth Rollins last year and an underwhelming thing to a, a year-long story. The Roman Reigns match from Before 32, that, yeah. which was not good. The stuff he's done with Randy Orton. He's had some very plotting things where it's hard for me to say, oh, I want you to fight Triple H. And yet, I find myself going, man, I really wish they would have Ronda Rousey fight mm-hmm. Triple H. I don't know what that is. I don't, other than the fact that he totally put her over. Yeah. And he's been putting her over. Yeah. He's the one she's been beating the crap out of more than Stephanie. People keep talking about, like, she's going to break Stephanie in his arms. Like, can we not talk about that Ronda Rousey has put Triple H through multiple tables and, like, hip-tossed him like it's nothing? Like, a lot. In her punches? They're great. They're great. I thought everything was great. Like, the whole match was But great. you can tell that she's a wrestling fan. Obviously. Or that she get well... She understands Being it. in the ring and being a fan of something is not... But you can tell that she gets it. She's taking it a lot... About as well, I guess, as Kurt Angle. I mean, it'll take her to more time to do things. I was a guy saying, like, she she can't do a promo yet. Yeah, yeah, But that yeah. doesn't mean that she doesn't have charisma. She's yeah. very charismatic. You can tell that she, you know, she moved in the way she gets wrestling. I like her Stone Cold thing where she smiles and then and she goes she through turn a frown on, really yeah. quick. I love all. I love it. I don't. I'm not excited about her teaming with Natalia. That seems kind uh, of like it, an underwhelming. It seemed like obvious transition. whenever. Like they need to put her with somebody for a while. I think, well, then so. Natty will turn on her. Then you can find yeah, Natty because yeah, Natty's yeah. can carry her and then exactly they can put on a good so thing. It, it, it seemed obvious when it yeah. happened. I was like, yeah, of course that's who they're gonna put her with. Somebody that she can work with. Let's go to the Undertaker and John Cena thing. All right. The, and that's I guess how you can call it a thing and that's it and I'm done with it and let's continue to move on I, to the rest of the I card I thought it was so it you was, didn't like it no it was stupid I why did why did you think it was stupid if that's what the whole plan was for Undertaker I'd rather him stayed retired like I don't like that that's the last thing no it's not the last it's not, thing it's not he's fighting Rusev he's got a classic match and then I'm trying to picture that match is that yeah. going to be another five second match where he just choke slams tombstones uh, Rusev and throws him in the casket I don't know. Maybe. Like, I, don't, I don't want to see that. I like to think of it. I'm just. This is just coming to me now. I feel like this was their. The WrestleMania show is always pe- different people every year and then different people around the world. 
but they treat the home audience of like the building that they're in as a hollowed kind of experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's not lost to me that Daniel Bryan made his first match back at the same place that he won the WWE Championship. I'm sure Michael Cole mentioned that a million times. He did. But the Undertaker's streak ended in the rest at in the Superdome as well. They didn't and, mention that, that and much, a lot of people but... were upset about it, if you recall, and still are. <laughs> so the idea of having him like I can picture it being like, well, I'll have him come back and beat up John Cena really easy in the Superdome as like a, don't worry guys, I'm okay, right, right, kind right. of thing. And in that regard, I get it as a sentiment. And then it puts the Roman Reigns thing not as a bad, but as a as a changing of the guard. I'm not gonna call the the big dog transition, but that that idea that the Undertaker was the locker room leader and he hasn't been in a while, but that he's putting the mantle now on Roman Reigns and that. He takes his hat off as a nod to his time has passed, even though he can still go. It, it, it doesn't mean he's retired. I don't think he can still I don't go. Like, that's, I mean, that's my that's my problem right there. Well, yeah, but there are a lot of wrestlers that keep going, even though they're not as good as they used to be. The problem with The Undertaker is that he really was really, really good. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He would put on, as a guy in his, in his late 40s, early 50s. Great matches. Was putting on great matches. So it's particularly upsetting to think that he can't go in that way but it's also he did a lot more stuff than he needs to i like you know if he can transition to doing less it just didn't really work very well with that roman reigns match no so anyway that was it was maybe john cena it was it was exactly what i thought a john cena and undertaker match was going to be yeah which i knew i was going to be disappointed in it and i was already disappointed because he didn't come out as american badass why were you disappointed by that like as soon as it didn't happen i'm like oh i don't even care well, about this all match speculation. now i mean you no i i fantasy booked it in my head and then i yeah. got disappointed but i mean as we're talking about it this was a very unpredictable wrestlemania which people that's the number one thing people say is that you know exactly what's going to happen Asuka's streak ended. The Undertaker came back as the Undertaker and just whooped John Cena's ass, who does not get his ass. I mean, he's been getting his ass kicked a lot lately. Yeah. And then apparently, when John Cena loses at WrestleMania big matches, he can't be in a relationship afterwards. Is that harsh? Uh, too soon. Too soon. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan came back. Um, he sat, you know, the first fifteen minutes on the I ground. Don't see, I was watching. I was there, and I didn't. I'm just like everybody else who watched the match. It didn't bother me that he got taken out the very It seemed beginning. like it bothered most of the audience. The it audience bothered, was super quiet. They were quiet because they wanted to see Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But that was the idea is that it, did, it wasn't necessary. It was but not But I think necessary. that the idea was to try and put more heat on Kevin Owens and Sammy Yeah, they didn't Zane. need any more after. The, it was You fine. say that, but then on, when they showed up on Raw the next night, they got cheered when they came out. So it's yeah. like they're trying to put heat on their two guys are trying to make top bait heels in the company and it's not working they're getting cheered as is the miz too you know yeah but then it, it all every time shane's in the match and he's holding his own it bothers me mm-hmm. because he's management he's there he should be getting the shit kicked out of anytime he's in the ring with a wrestler he's management but you're neglecting another part which is that he's a McMahon. Yeah, I know. I and he's the popular I under, I Yeah, well, I understand that, too. So they got to maintain that. So, I don't know. It was a match. It was cool. To, it's awesome that Daniel Bryan's back. It, it That was great. It's mind-boggling to me. It felt more fan-servicing where he came back and he just did. kind of did his yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe they were trying to save it and he wasn't prepared to come back because even though he's cleared to wrestle, he still hasn't wrestled. I mean, no, that's stupid. Nah, no, I yeah, disagree. That dude's been wrestling. It's like everything I just There's said. There's been videos of him like every <laughs> single month practicing in the ring. So. Well, no, yeah. It's just, it's yeah. And it's Daniel Bryan, too. So, for me, it was kind of just the more of like, oh, Daniel Bryan's back. Like, do you think that, that was? But do you think that then. was the story they were going to go with, or that 
Like, do you think that they knew he was cleared and they kept it a secret for a long time? Or that they weren't sure and then that was revealed and so they had to shift things around to make this a thing so that that was to protect it because it was it was kind of a shoehorned match. I, guess. I don't know. I, I really don't. I think he, he's probably been. Would it be terrible to, to to like? I mean, and I would, and I don't mean like Vince knows he's cleared, but then they didn't tell him. I mean, like he's known for a while, yeah, for a few months, and this they've been building this on purpose, and they just didn't tell anybody. So but possibly, then why would they do that? Why wouldn't they mention that like months ago? I don't know. I mean, it, it's a weirdness because you would think that if they would have mentioned a month ago to try to sell ticket, yeah, yeah exactly. Know, you know, not two the weeks second before. you can put now it's Daniel Bryan's on the card, dude. You but they did that with it. John Cena. I mean, the reason they did the thing with John Cena and Undertaker is because if you're gonna have a match that's less than five minutes. It's, don't, don't how do you advertise, advertise it, it like crazy yeah. yeah even though they did it with goldberg and brock lesnar i feel like it would have been amazing if they announced it beforehand then undertaker just slaughtered him too aj and nakamura had a match <laughs> that's one way of putting it so i'll go ahead and say it because I, I don't think some people disagree for some strange reason their wrestle kingdom match from a few years ago mm-hmm. was better i don't know i feel like they're, i feel like they're about the they're same they're about the, they're about the same but i like the wrestle kingdom one just a little bit better because of where they were character wise yeah it it, I agree. it was better i agree in that regard i definitely agree the reason i like this match more is less about the match and more about how the match ended agreed the nakamura heel turn is awesome is already one of my favorite things that's ever happened. most definitely like i kind of want them to i almost I'm not gonna say I want them to fire Nakamura, but I'm always like, this is so good that I was like, I almost don't want them to screw it up, like because I feel like that's how good it is. That I don't think they will. There's something so small and genius about Nakamura forgetting English. So here's a weird thing: we've talked about this in New Japan a lot. That who are the baby faces and who are the heels in New Japan? Because for a while, Bullet Club were heels, mm-hmm. very obviously heels. Yes. There. Not as much anymore. Not at all. But also, in my opinion, it hasn't changed that Chaos is a heel group. Mm-hmm. To, even though they get cheered, yes. they're technically a heel group, where they definitely were when Nakamura was in their group. Even though he was super popular, I always looked at Nakamura as like a popular bad guy. Right. You know, the, he is all of his shtick and his entrances, he always came off like not clean. <laughs> he's maybe not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. Right. Since he's been in WWE, especially on ba- the main roster, he's been squeaky. super babyface. Yeah, yeah. And this one little dimension allows him to be really the Shinsuke Nakamura that he really is, which has already made him better than he was, which is Walker, because then at SmackDown, um, when I was there, there were huge Nakamura chants. Yeah, because and there were this because that people dude still is always gonna be over and now he's gonna be even more over than yeah. what he was before. But yes, his whole that interview with Renee Young wait, sets well, it perfectly. Wait, even beyond the I don't speak English, the whole apology and that wink was hilarious. It's the first time of since Kevin Owens is stuck with so, Renee where I'm like, what a fing asshole. So he's not speaking <laughs> English anymore. And on Twitter, he's only he is answer- speaking. No, English, no, no. Though. He's he's answering people in Spanish. Oh my god! That's yeah, not, he's only talking in yeah. Spanish on Twitter, which is hilarious. So I'm hoping they continue it. They, as long as they don't, they don't mess it up. I think this this yeah. could, this could be awesome with Nakamura. But so. Naka- but as far as in ring, Nakamura has always been about personality. To Most me. definitely. Yeah. So his match with AJ was what I thought. Like a Nakamura AJ match. Could have been more hard hitting than it was. I thought it was. I agree be, with that. I thought it was going to be a little bit more hard hitting, strong style. But stuff. again, when you consider what happened in the main event 
which I don't want to say that that's what it is, but I think they, they do that a lot in shows. Even when he wrestled AJ in Wrestle Kingdom 10, that match was good, but it was nowhere near as good as his as Nakamura's previous years with Ibushi, but that's because they were saving it for Okada and Tanahashi, so before- and they bookmatched shows like that too, where on this show, if Lesnar and Roman were going to go the places that they knew they were going to go, they weren't going to worry about that being upstaged by AJ and Nakamura, mm-hmm. so they... I'm not going to say that that's definitely what happened, but they do do those kinds of things where they put shackles on matches. Not shackles, but just like, don't just gloves are off, do whatever you want. I don't think they were, they were probably not allowed to just knee each other as hard as they possibly can. And again, this was a match I was watching and I'm like, this is a series of matches. Yes, this is also the first. So I watched this and I was like, this is setting up stuff Mm -hmm. for the future. And it obviously did. And I knew that. I said that before he hit before him with his blitz. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and he continues to hit him as nuts yeah. every single time he sees him. I don't like the way you're saying that. I mean, I know that that's it's like that's why they say low blow cuz I guess no nuts. matter what you say, there's nothing you can say where it's like, "No, that I guess that's a little crude." But it's not, but it's just <laughs> like what am I supposed to that's say? That's what's like, happening. I don't know if someone's like hit him in the testicles. Somebody said something on commentary where I was like, "No, that's not good either. Don't just say you're hitting him with a low blow." Okay, so then after the AJ and Nakamura match, you also said there was also Nia Jackson and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, it was fine. The match was fine. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be and i'm glad nia jacks won so yeah, yeah. i thank god so the last two matches of the night <laughs> one of those is was when a match, I guess. the show i i can't believe how much my thought process and enjoyment for a show turned so quickly with the braun Strowman thing why did you not enjoy that because i was okay so oh wait i know why you didn't enjoy it that's mm-hmm. pretty obvious so if you don't if you haven't heard if this is your first time you know finding this information out which i'm doubt that's Pretty true sure, yeah braun Strowman teamed with a 12 year old child was he 12 was he 10 i don't Eight? Care. it doesn't matter he's one of the referee's sons yeah i don't know if they showed it because i haven't rewatched it i was i've only watched it from the live feed and they'll play stuff on the monitors when you're at shows it's not like the network feed mm-hmm. and from what i've been told is that when braun's walking through the crowd looking for his partner that the camera stays on him he does but a lot of the time while he's doing that in the audience for the audience they're showing Seamus and Cesaro's reactions, and they were priceless. Cesaro was just jumping up and down the whole time, going, What is going on? Like he was livid that this was being allowed to happen. And I don't know if that might have sold it better for the audience there, because the audience was chanting Nicholas and they were chanting they won Nicholas later in the main event. It was it was farcical. It so was that, a joke. The only greatness that came out of this is because there was people sitting around Suzuki and uh, Tanahashi because Tanahashi oh, wow, was apparently yeah, yeah. on the floor. Uh-huh. And whenever um, Braun Strowman started looking for partners, Tanahashi was oh. jumping up and down, oh raising my his God. hand, uh, wanting to be a partner. <laughs> so, That's amazing. Obviously, they kept it off TV, but there's p- people taking pictures of Tanahashi jumping yeah. up and down, like, "Hey, pick me, Braun." You can watch uh, Braun Strowman actually passes by no. Way Jose. Oh yeah, yeah. No way Jose. Yeah. So uh, he also passes by his dad, who looks just like him with a white beard. Oh wow. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So is this like the David Arquette thing to you? Yeah, it's 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 up there. It took me that much out of it, where I was like, so this could have been an awesome match with Braun Strowman in the bar, and just got instantly turned into a joke. And now I understand their thought process of putting this in. It was a cooler to get to the um mm-hmm. the Brock Lesnar and uh yeah Roman, Roman Reigns match. Yeah. Now I understand their thought process. I find it completely fucking unnecessary. Well, but I mean, 
I say you're so livid. Well, yeah, so I really like this well, is what the show lost me because I was we fine were talking with the show to, but we up were, until this point. We discussed that we wanted it to be Braun by himself. Yeah. And as it was tag Braun. team. But I'm saying, but I'm saying Braun as and then to win, mm. which would be also silly as one man holding the tag team championship. And it's essentially the same thing. It's not like Nicholas ever had a match like, was in the match. It does endear Braun Strowman. I argue that Braun Strowman is is, getting, is more over now than he was two weeks ago when he I had agree. this match. I agree, and I agree. And that's because he endeared him. What I'm saying, he's not he's a monster, but with the heart of gold because he picked Nicholas to be his tag so partner. I'm, I'm understanding why everything was done, and I but it still took you out of it. It so took me out of everything. Yeah. It was unnecessary. Whenever can't help if something takes you out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like it was such a good point to build up Braun, and like he needs more building up to a monster level. He, is he at Stone Cold levels? Because nah, if not he's yet, not, not then he needs to be. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Whenever people are like he doesn't need any more building, I'm like I don't know. Sometimes I think people don't realize that they want they, even though the ratings aren't as good as they were with stone cold and the rock they would like them to be right they would oh, like to build megastar yeah. so so it just as soon as they i realized that they turned it into a joke it's pointless to me so did it, it was did it help that they vacated the belts the next day no because then it made it even more pointless so now we had a pointless match why is it on pointless? WrestleMania just to like have the belts on nobody no it's but a when he won it i was makes like it an isolated kid... moment he's never yeah. gonna defend the belts well that's know? the first thing i yeah. thought i was like is he gonna is he going on the road i asked that question out loud but it was funny because i was because it was genuinely like what the hell is happening is he going to do house shows because i'll say I mean... this no one predicted that that was going to happen nobody and, and if, that's not and I, a good I, thing. Though. Well, I've argued that about WWE is that they try to stress that whole anything can happen, which I always think, like, I don't think can. that that's yeah, necessary. Yeah. And then this was a show where no one could have predicted this was the show that they were going to Let's go ahead and go into the main event. Oh, man. <laughs> so Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. That was a match. That was something. Was that a match? So while I was out, so in the audience, they turn their back on this match before it started yeah so they lost the audience before the match even that's what started. i'm saying it, it in but w- you could w- feel w- in the audience that that was going to happen no matter, no matter what. what had nothing to do with the nicholas braun stuff had nothing to do with the long, length of the show they it were was... already anti-brock anti-roman before the before match the show starts i saw it on people's faces when there were anybody even came out and everybody knew this was the next match yeah so I don't. So I couldn't invest in it because the atmosphere of rest of the audience there was it wasn't hostile the way it was at Raw last year when Roman came out and they mm-hmm. booed him for beating the Undertaker because when he beat when they when he beat the Undertaker even though he did get booed there was an awareness that the Undertaker just lost for the second time at Mania so there was a somberness and then he did the whole taking out the hat which and you saw people crying so people weren't really letting it into Roman because they weren't focusing on roman they were focusing on uh the undertaker the year before when he beat triple h they muted the audience yes they turned off the microphones which you don't notice when you're there you can hear yourself louder because they're miking you that they didn't do that this year but the audience was just the show was over the, yeah this was it, it was already over so like, nobody cared nicholas and braun Strowman walking down that they could have ended the match right there like and, the show right there and yeah. everybody would have been like, okay let's fine and, let's go home and then i was in the nosebleed so i couldn't really register how stiff or harsh the shots were because i've i've watched some of the stuff back and i'm like man and then even when he does the what he did to randy orton in SummerSlam, where he kind of cuts him in the head and then Rome was busted at the end, which I thought was a smart move 
in a different match to put sympathy on Roman because I like the I've said that before it's like they need color more often and I just feel like it's sad that they finally did it at the and it's completely moment. wasted like yeah, they should have waited for wasted. if they were going to do it at the uh, Greatest better, Royal better, Rumble they should have done it then it would have been a way better it's going to be a way better crowd so mm-hmm. when Roman wins the belt which he, I'm pretty sure obviously he's going to I mean, see I don't know no. anymore I don't even know anymore so yeah so the but the audience it was, it was it's just it was also a weird match because it was a match put over by the two guys being over in the sense that they each did two moves. Brock Lesnar did German suplexes, and then he hit the F5. Five times. Didn't work. German suplexes, F5. So Roman Reigns, Superman punch, spear, cover, kick out. Another Superman punch. I've never seen a match with so few moves so that when Brock Lesnar did another F5 and he looked up and I could tell that the audience, like that the commentator was like, and he says, like, what what, what more can I do? And you can feel the audience being like, what the hell are you talking about? There is a laundry list of wrestling moves that we know exist because we just watched a four-hour show of people doing them. That you're doing this minimal crap, essentially. So, it, But it wasn't phoned in, too, so it was so no. weird. Because it's not like those two moves don't have pop, pop you know. Like so it, you take this same match, except the ending, obviously. Because I, I don't agree with the ending, the, the, the busting open of him. For no reason. Other. I don't like that. I don't like the way that he does that. I don't either. It's dangerous on top yeah. of that. So uh, you take the everything else away. The five F5s kicking out of mm-hmm. is not a good way to get Roman cheered. No. That is dumb on so many levels. Like I'm watching it and I'm like, man, they, they just want people to hate Roman. When they're trying to get people behind Roman, why do you get him to kick out of five S5? Because it feels hokey. Because it doesn't feel genuine at all. It doesn't. I mean, that's the thing is that e- this whole year where they've been... It, this whole entire year was a waste. It was. Well, it doesn't help. I tried, I'm i trying to look at it like a fan who doesn't read everything on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the balance of that is. How many people who watch WWE would you say aren't aware of the dirt sheets and aware of the plans that WWE has? Because for the last year, after every show, it's been reiterated, Brock Lesnar hits F5, and the guy gets down because the plan is then Roman will kick out of it at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, well, that you keep saying that, so now it's dulling it because you're telling me like the end of the movie, you know, a year before the movie comes out. So I don't care when it comes out. But it's not even that. It's that I don't know, like, if you were a kid watching this and you didn't know any of that, and you were just a little kid and you liked Roman Reigns, would you be like... Oh, he kicked out of the... Do you feel like it, it's just that you're aware of it? But from a KFAB standpoint, do you think that it worked? I mean, it didn't work, but it is that work. because the audience is sm- so much... Is is there are, can, is the audience too smart for them to do these kinds of things now? I, I guess is the question. even Cause, if... Because the audience even took me out of the match. Because, I mean, the people... You say that there were a lot of people there that... And, the, and that's typically how it is. There are a lot of people that go to WrestleMania that aren't... That don't watch the shows all year round. There are people that you said that you know that don't watch Friends, wrestling. They, they probably didn't period. know who half the people were on the show. So those guys watching that match, you know, like those are probably not the guys booing or chanting, maybe necessarily for Nicholas or not. But they don't know about the heat that Roman Reigns has, unless somebody like there at the show is telling them about it to fill them in. You know, but like it felt like a unanimous front from the audience, or at least from where I was sitting. No, it was like that. Or it, it, it's did, not did just it come Roman off that way either, on the show. No. They didn't like Brock. No, because they did a good job of making people turn on Brock, but that just made everybody turn on both guys mm-hmm. and not cheer for Roman. So you had a main event for where nobody cared about anybody. I know, and that's not good. And then they did that. 
the five F5s to me was the Well, point if you count where the I, one with the table, it's six. Sure. Like, that's, that's insane. That's the point where I'm like, okay, you have done screwed up. You so underestimated how much work that you've done put into Roman and how much work that you just wasted. But was why, in like but a 20-minute... Like, I don't understand what you like because I was not nearly as upset. I thought it was silly that he was not doing other things. Like, he didn't build it up as a finisher. He just built it up like... like he just did it. Like, it was like a video game where everyone's sp- specials Bushes bars was full, full yeah. and it was just who got to hit theirs first. That's what the match played like. Mm-hmm. So then, but then if you play a video game where you can't just hit your specials right away because that's, then you realize, well, I only did five moves to them, so he's still not going to stay down because he's not been damaged enough. You have to work them down. Did it feel, was it because of that or you just don't like, like, I'm trying to get to the, because it didn't bother like, me that I much. It just felt weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But it's, it bothered me so much now where I'm, like you, I, like you're I'm upset really, about it. Yeah. I'm really, I was aggravated. Was it? Yeah. Like it was it. Well, I know you love Roman Reigns. And Roman it just Reigns, feels like, and like, and if you and you know how they feel about them, so why would you f- them over this? Yeah. To this degree. So that's that's my point. Well, I've read that they said that. Or I've read things saying that Vince changed the finish. changed it because he wanted it to seem like he's working for it. Yeah. Which I agree. He needs to to. I don't want to say lose, because he loses a lot, but he doesn't, but they take the attention away from it very quickly. They're only recently doing it with the Samoa Joe promos, where they're saying, you keep trying, then you keep keep losing. And that I really, really like, which is why I really hope, I think that it's, because they just started doing it over the last two weeks with Samoa Joe, I don't want him to beat Lesnar, because I think that that story could be carried over to another match. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine Roman loses again. And he gets more and more frustrated, but he keeps going. And eventually you're like, come on, man, quit. And then he's like, no, I'm going to keep going. Like, you could trick the audience into thinking, like, you should give up, man. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, I forgot. He's he's always, he's going to win. And that's what they want to do is to distract you from the fact that they've picked him to win. But that's the problem is that it's too embedded in the audience that he's the guy that you can't, you're not going to care that he's kicking out of the F5 because you just think, oh, well, he's just going to, he'll eventually get it. And then even when he lost, the immediate thought is, oh, well, he'll win it later. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to win it. You don't care about the story, about what he's doing. Well, Whereas, like, either. when Daniel Bryan was wrestling Triple H, you thought, God, I hope they don't fucking like, pull out and they don't trust Daniel Bryan to end this match and they're going to do, like, an evolution main event and Triple H might win. It would be horrible, but you have enough doubt because you know that no matter how popular Daniel Bryan is, the company, the management... Who are who make these decisions don't want that to be true. Whereas with Roman, it's the opposite, where it seems like they have such faith in him, and they should, in the sense that he should be the most marketable thing that they have, that they're and, never and gonna give up on it. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, Roman Reigns is my WWE guy. Yeah. Like, you're so weird. You and your new Japan. Yeah, no, I really I like Roman. So everything I just said about Roman is coming from a Roman fan, you know? I don't know where like WrestleMania, this talking this WrestleMania wise, that put such a sour note on my WrestleMania that I didn't like the whole show to me was tainted because of it. But it's not because the good guy lost. No, it's not. It's not. It's just because how... it's only the fourth time that the babyface lost the WrestleMania main event. That's a, see, that doesn't bother me. But I mean, that's it's also more... like it's also a weird decision in general. Yeah. to do that. If because... that was the, what they had planned, then it should have never went last. Wasn't well, like the WrestleMania main event. It's usually not a surprise. Mm-hmm. The good guy wins yeah. the main event. Hulk Hogan, no one was like... I mean, I guess you could argue, but like, if you go back and watch all the WrestleManias, most of the, the main events, you're like, yeah. I see, knew and that you didn't even win. get to see it, but 
So Brock walks away. Okay. And you notice Roman stayed in the ring or mm-hmm. by the ring and they were working yeah. on him. They showed the whole video package of the all of WrestleMania. Okay. They show the recap of the Brock and Roman match. Uh-huh. Then they go back to Roman and follow him out okay. in this very synthetic yeah. baby face, this lost type way. Yeah. Knowing nobody cares, which was also weird. It was a weird ending because the last thing you see is Roman like was blood all over him. It's such a, do you think at this point, it almost seems like if they start to cater the audience, almost like it took you long enough. It's Does not even, it even matter. To the audience. But I'm just saying, like it, it's I don't. It's weird to. What do you think WWE should do? I don't know. Because that's the thing, and that's the problem is that you can't say what should you do if you're them. What are they like? They're doing, I guess, the best they can. I don't know what I would do instead. Because if Roman had won, if he had hit the sixth, fifth, you know, the six S F five. He kicked out, and then he speared him and pinned him. Would that have been been better? No, it would still have been ridiculous. It was the whole buildup for that whole entire match was done in a way... I told you, my solution to that match was to put it on first. Because it would have been crazy... Imagine if they'd done that first. Yeah, and I agree, and I think it wouldn't like, have been I mean, as big I mean, a deal genuinely is, think though. of that was the first match instead. Yeah, I agree. How weird that would be, and how I feel like even if the audience was booing Roman, it would be so early that they would still have the positive vibes of the show, that it would be that, like, fun boo, mm-hmm. where even though they're booing, at least they're doing it in, like, a happy way. It's how they did with Kurt Angle. People started booing him, the mm. you suck thing, and they enjoy doing it so much that then he comes out and they're happy because they get to boo, and mm. then all of a sudden he's babyface because they're enjoying hating on him so much. And they could do the same thing with Roman. They just choose not to because they keep thinking that they'll wear it down, I guess. I don't know. I I, I keep saying that I don't, I don't think they're going to turn him heel. This is the, f- okay, this is the fourth WrestleMania main event was Roman in a row yeah. for Roman Reigns, which means they have been working on Roman Reigns as their top guy for four years. The Roman experiment to me needs a change. It drastically needs a change. This is the longest I've ever heard of them, not in wrestling, in like franchises yeah like if you think of wrestlemania as a movie as a big build-up like if marvel made three movies that flopped with a character do you think they'd still be like no but this fourth one though this fourth one's going to be really good people are going to really like it do you not can you imagine how stupid you would think they would be that's but that's so you think about it that way roman still the top um merchandise salesman is he yeah 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 still but but rome like rusev is selling out things and then they're not moving him up though so i don't understand it's a consistency basis and what they're always going to look at roman always sells who's but how what are you i don't know who he sells to well no i'm saying like where are you getting that information from Uh, again that that's speculation speculation stuff i'm sure he's still selling things but i don't know if i would say that he's the top i don't know that for sure though or not but apparently, apparently, again, speculation is the one of the reasons he is in the position that he is right now and why the company will always be behind him is because of how much money he makes. So a flop, I mean, to like, me he and doesn't, you, he but... doesn't seem to draw. They took the title off and they split the brands because he wasn't drawing as well. And then it's There's the all Cena kinds thing. of things. The kids love him. Women love him. It's it's all that. It, no, those are all there's elements a reason, you need, but people feel that same way with Seth Rollins. But there's but the title a reason, Seth Rollins again. There's a reason he is the number one guy. We are not. We don't have that information. You know who sells a lot of merch? Finn Balor. See, look at the way they 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 treat him. I'm just saying, like, 
I get those factors, but I you don't say, understand. I don't think you understand because th- there's an article and I have to find it. But you say a lot of merchandise. I don't think you understand how much merchandise. No, that's true. Sells. I don't know, but my instinct is that with just Finn well, Balor this, or Seth Rollins. Well, this is what I'm more. saying is that I go around a lot and I go to a lot of wrestling shows. There's you know what like I've Roman, never ever yeah. seen is a lot of Roman merch yeah. ever. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't sell merch. I'm just saying I've never seen him. I've never seen an audience drenched in Roman merch right. ever. And I go to a lot of shows. But that would be the only explanation of why you constantly are behind somebody. I, I, you know? I know. Like, why else would they be? Like, oh, he's going to make money or he's going to be because, good for the future? Because have you heard the way that they talk about the quote-unquote internet? Because there's still a company that thinks of the internet as this separate minority group. As though everyone in the world doesn't have a smartphone in their pocket and they're on the internet all the time the internet is not this weird faction but vince mcmahon in my opinion i think looks at it as his company and his fans versus the internet and triple h i think gets it you've seen nxt you've seen the guys he's picked because he gets that you have to the internet if people are saying on internet it's not these weird internet people now that is a big part of it and there are vocal internet fans, but everybody's on the internet. You can't isolate the internet as this thing like those are separate from everybody else. Everybody is the internet. Casual fans will look at a poster and go, who's that guy? Oh, that's Roman Reigns. Oh, I like him. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Mm-hmm. And I get that. You should have guys like that. I just don't think that. And I'm not saying don't put him on the poster. You don't need to be using him the way you're using. I'm saying... You can do anything you would do with, want to do with Roman Reigns. You could put him on the bottom of the card and still put him on the poster. Like you, I don't understand. You know, you get what I'm saying? It's like you don't have to have him as this featured thing. The way they're featuring him. So from here on, they have this I weird obsession I, with having a, a, a guy. A, a, they look at their company as a mountain with a spot at the top, and they and then John Cena was that guy. And now that he's moving away, they need to put somebody up there, and they want to be Roman. And the argument of it not being Roman means it needs to be somebody else. And, and I who think, is that guy? But my point is, why the hell does it have to be somebody? Because they've always ran that way. But that's stupid. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's stupid. WWE does tons of stupid things all the time. But I mean, I think that is the problem, is that they yeah. picked a guy, and it has to be that guy, because that's who, they, that's picked, who they picked. And they can't think of somebody else to go with. They but the problem is that have... they don't need to... Like, yeah. Why do they have to pick somebody to be at the top of that? Why can't they have it be four or five guys, even with each other? What's wrong with that? That's our podcast. We still need to talk about super superstar shakeup. We're gonna talk about that one next week. Um, we're already at two hours right now. This is a lot longer than our normal podcast. Losing our podcast about an hour, like I said. Um, but there's there was a lot. That was just a WrestleMania weekend. That was a crazy weekend. It was a crazy weekend. That was the end of our weekend. And then we didn't even talk about the Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley. Do you Lashley. like Bobby Lashley because he does spears? Yeah, he has a pretty good spear too. He's a big yeah. dude too, mm-hmm. and he can he can wrestle also. Yeah, so. so there's that. I'm happy about Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. While I was at SmackDown, we were thinking about... They changed their names. We were thinking about the Iconics and not the... They always change everybody that Why comes up... Why did they got to change their name? They change everybody that comes up from so, NXT. They have to fix the things because now they're not in NXT. They have to change them. So That's War the, Machine got their name changed, which kind of yeah. made sense because they're the uh, War Raiders now. Because yeah. War Machine, obviously, that's copyrighted, mm-hmm. so they didn't want to use that. Uh, who else got their name changed? No, it was the Iconics. That yeah. bothered me. Iconic duo is Batman and Robin, yeah. so maybe that's why they changed that. 
Um, the while we were sitting at SmackDown, as I was sitting, Emily came with me to that show. Oh, did she? Okay. And be- after Raw with the people that debuted, the question was then: so somebody's going to show up here. I was thinking: so who? She was like, it doesn't need to be any girls because they already have too many women on the roster as it is. Who would they pull up? And then I said, well, you know, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce would be cool. And she like audibly scoffed because she does not care for them. She's like, if they really want to add uh, credibility to their division, they need to stop signing people like Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Is Quote it, from her. Isn't one and of them really good? And then they came out and I freaked out. Is it one of them the, good? Uh, Peyton Royce is, is yeah. really good. Um, Billy Kay's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they, but like, one of them's really good now. But if you, though, they're divas. They're not yeah, divas, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're divas. Right. You know, um, they would have fit. I mean, I really, I just like Peyton Royce, and the fact that she has an Australian accent definitely helps. So, anyway, Tony Storm's Australian. Too, um, so. Next podcast, <laughs> next week we'll go back on schedule, so we release a podcast every Friday, unless we don't. Mm-hmm. So officially, that really, really held up for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We do have all that. We'll have links to all that in the show notes page on SoInnerry.com. We might not mention that at the beginning of the show, but we are part of Someone Nerdy Podcast Network, which is has other shows on it. So go check out those shows. Future Flex was Billy and Someone Nerdy Radio. Uh, Mostly if listen to our podcast, though. Yeah, our podcast is pretty he good. He likes to put over his other podcasts, but I'm not on any of those. Yeah, I'm, so. I like, I, you know, I have something to do with those other podcasts, too. <laughs> if you're on iTunes, like, make sure you leave us a five-star review, subscribe to the podcast, let your friends know. So if you... Um, have wrestling friends that listen to the podcast make sure they know about the podcast so we've been your host i am snarf chris and this is sam kiss and we will see you f- we won't see them they'll listen to us you listen to us but we'll see you next week thank you send us photos of yourself online and we'll be able to see you that's no, weird don't, do don't that. send us don't photos do don't ask people to send us photos you crazy Look, uh send snarf chris uh dms on instagram he appreciates goodbye those. people